starting with the stun gun? <laughs> Your mic is over here, by the way. Look at you. Flipping. I hope you know I'm recording, just so you know. I'm absolutely recording this. It feels good to get back to work. Yeah, no? No. Two. I make them niggas jump. I'm not going to know how to act today. I'm going to let this whole song rock. This is ours. That's all that matters. Joseph Jackson. This is my homeboy I went to high school with. Two. What episode is this? That's all bad. Episode 37. Welcome to the ODP. I am your host, Red Lee. We got a new face with us. Hey, hey, wait, do we do that again? Do that again. I like that. I, I like the assertive. I like the assertiveness. Do that again. Do that again. Well, yeah, we cutting this off. We getting the music? Yeah, we cutting that off. All we cutting right. that off. Episode 37 of the OD. I just said that I am your host, Terrell, ASAP Relly, Relly Grand, whatever you know me as. And I said we had a new face and she did her own intro. So I'm <laughs> loving it. What was the intro again? Do it again. I am Taya R. You can call me. Talking to the mic for me. Like this. There we go. All right. Bet. There we go. My name is Taya R. You can call me Tay. There it is. There it is. I think I'm going I'm to try to do Taya, and then I feel like about halfway through the pod, I'm going to be saying Taya. That's cool. That works. That works? Yeah. Behind the camera, as usual, Miss Caprice. How you doing, lady? Good. Glad to be out the house. Your nose is red. Are you is, – is allergies whooping your ass this yeah, week, too? Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, it I was whooping – oh, my <laughs> gosh. Some flow names, whatever. Some flow names. What you call it? Do the, the green? The green, <laughs> the green. You got Flo-nays. the nasal spray or the pills? No, that's the, the nasal. Oh, oh yeah, Flo-nays. I had that at work. I don't know what the desert is doing. I've been, I keep licking my lips, uh, my noses. I keep sneezing. I don't know. So you what? Know Las you're Vegas is dry. <laughs> super dry. Dry. Like, even time like this, I will say like, this would be a day for sure. Like by it being a Saturday, if I was back home. um, I would have been on somebody's beach today, for sure. You you from Cali? I am. I am. Inglewood, California, too. specifically. Where from? Riverside. Okay, okay. Riverside. Okay. So, see, I would have been in I would have been in, in front of some body of water, that's for sure. For sure. Uh, once again, welcome to episode 37 of the OD Podcast. Um, we've It's been a while since we've actually recorded this pod. I'm trying to get back to this every, this every week thing. I think we just need to figure out a new day because if you guys are unfamiliar, our radio show did debut at Westgate on February 10th. So now we're there twice a week. We got a show tomorrow, our regular time, 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. But now we've added our Wednesday show is Wednesday night, 10 p.m. to midnight. So we're working around that. We've we've got some special pro- uh, some special projects kind of uh, in the works, but we're back to it. We're back to it. And. Aside from kind of hopping straight into it, did you ladies want to talk about your week first? Valentine's mm-hmm. Day? Valentine's Day? Is that I still mean, a week ago? Oh, I caught it by a day. It's the 20th. Valentine's Day was nice. I did some. I was around my family for one. Shout out to you. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, 
Valentine's Day is cool, but if I, you know, had that type of significant other, I would need you to show me that effort every day. So even though Valentine's Day is very special, I'm not the type of person to celebrate that particular day. But like it's not the end all be all. Like oh, exactly, exactly. So you said he got to see <laughs> Caprice. Love to call me semantics, man, but. So I'm not trying to pick a fight. We're four, mi- we're I'm four and a half the in. Discussion, the debate. We're four and a half in. I just have a question. You said you, I don't want to put words in my mouth. I don't know if it was expect, anticipate, whatever it was. You said that um, kind of like you expect that throughout the year. So you expect like Valentine's Day level? No, like, no, 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 oh, okay. No, I, I, was just, no, I just asked no. the question. I just asked the question. Oh, sorry. No. I just asked the question. What is Valentine's Day level, though? Like, I mean, it depends I, I guess on that's what, that was my next question, actually. It depends actually. on your relationship. Yeah. It depends on your relationship, honestly, in my opinion. Um, and it depends on your finances. Um, and uh, not, sure. uh, not all the time does Valentine's Day have to be shown financially. You can show an effort by cook going in the kitchen, cooking a dinner, or saying thank you, or mm-hmm. I love you, you know. Something's that, that simple. For Valentine's Day, if... if Somebody saying thank you does it for you. I wonder what the rest of that year looks like. Mm. I mean, it if thank you is what does it? Depends on the relationship. That shit is crazy. That's nuts. On, on how you guys, uh, on how you guys already sh- express your love to each other. And you can be great. What if you have nothing to? What if you guys had a hard year? And you don't have anything to give. You don't have no money to give. You don't have any, no money to do anything. Sometimes words are in that that quality time is enough. For sure. That's yeah. why, yeah, I was, I, I guess maybe I am semantics, man, because I heard thank you and was like. Depends. Now I'm thinking about uh, my, uh, Malcolm and Marie with the thank you. Are we starting there? Let's start there. <laughs> well Let's start there. there. Let's just start right. there. I didn't finish the movie. So, so I can I give my analysis and sound like nah? Actually, should I give my analysis I hear and it. sound crazy? Like even though I don't know how it ended, <laughs> I'm gonna sound nuts. Um, think about before you say anything. Think about what was happening and why they were arguing. Because okay, I like don't know exactly where I want to start because it it is a lot to break down. Um, I will say that. I was wondering why when he was going off in the house, drunk or not, um, when the movie first started, when she, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't seen Malcolm and Marie on Netflix, um, I was wondering why she was so stone-faced outside. And I was, why she was smoking a cigarette. And I was like, okay. So kind of as the as the story kind of be kind of start to grow, kind of start to, the dialogue kind of start to go, um, what I realize, and I guess what I'm going to say is my takeaway, because I don't need to kind of walk the dog, but slow walk the dog. I guess my takeaway from everything is I bel- I took away two people who allow things to build up and not address them in the moment. And I could say for both different or for both ways. So, for instance, for Marie, I felt like when she was saying, I, which I do think was a big deal for her in terms of him not thanking her in the speech. <laughs> it eventually boiled down to her believing that the basis of their relationship was him wanting to study her. Yeah. Which, <coughs> that regardless of how long they've been together, that's been something that you've thought from day one. Why is this coming out now? now? So as far as him, which this is where, of course not to that degree, but I will ex- absolutely take ownership and say, I've been in a relationship where it's gotten, it's gotten to that degree in the sense of, 
just saying things back and forth to where we kind of both walk away and be like, what was the point? What right. what what did either one of us gain from that? And that is a man who has been tired for quite some time. I definitely agree with you on many different di- many different things that you said. Um, I feel like he's if you heard in the movie, there was one part I even got tired of hearing her complain like, God, you know, like, dang, it's so much stuff. You let all of this build up and you never confronted him about any of this. You know, it's, it comes to a certain point. I understand, you know, not wanting to assume a situation or not wanting to always go off of your own gut feeling. But that's a time where you have to communicate in your relationship. Um, and I felt like she wanted the gratitude for something that he did or that he took the time out to do. And she was looking at herself and was like, dang, I could have made something out of this situation too. And all along, I've just been mm. sitting here as your, mm, you know, your muse. girl. I want to say muse. Is yeah, I want to say That's that the word too, I want to say. I want to say that too. That definitely, she was amused the whole time. And <clears throat> when I she get noticed to that question, it, too. when she noticed it, you know, I feel like it broke her down and she just started pouring out everything she felt about him at that time. Mm. Caprice? Without getting to the ending, because I haven't seen the ending, so just kind of tell me, it's kind of similar to what we just did. What was kind of just your takeaway from it? No, no, we're going to get back to the ending. Okay. I was just saying, like, what was, like, your takeaway from their, like, argument? Why, why, why is the movie even in existence? What is it trying to get across? Um, I was kind of on the same page as what you guys were saying. It, she, she, talk, she let those emotions build up for, for a long time. And then she kind of exploded. But then also, like, the part where she said she did not want to discuss it that night. Like, she was willing to not even get into a dispute or any type of argument. He went and pushed it. So I think it also kind of shed light on sometimes you can leave it alone for the night. Sometimes because things will get said that then you guys later regret. So you didn't have to push it. He kept pushing it because, yes, she's she kept it boiled in. So she's willing to be like, you know what, let's just shop it for the night. Because even in her mind, I feel like she's like, there's too much to get into tonight. So let's just not. But then he just wanted to rip it apart and things got said. And, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> they just clearly was not a good communication up until this point. All these things were just kept. It, it was like the elephant in the room for a long time. And now they were showering the elephant in the room and bathing it and taking pictures of it. <laughs> Basically, I agree with you. Only thing I don't agree with, though, is you said she could have kept it bottled in for that one night. But then when was the right, when is the right time to say something? There's never, like, I mean, you're I not mean, the right time is definitely not after home. the premiere. But and it was definitely, but it would. But the thing is, but you also got to remember she was holding it in for a long time, so let's say that, yeah. But her... My the reason why it was tonight because time is it before. Well, uh, yeah, the perfect time was before, before, but this was this was the tipping point. He didn't even thank her in his something very small. That's the thing. So something very small. She would not have even said shit. Yeah. She would have been like, "Okay, he appreciates me." She would have rationalized in her mind, "Okay, he cares. He he sees what I'm doing. He understands." That was the t- that's what she needed. That was the the kind of the icing on the cake. If he's 
you could if I could just get a thank you, I can I can know that <laughs> right. you are you see what I'm doing and you, you acknowledge it. it. Mm-hmm. So if he would have said thank you and acknowledge it, that wouldn't even happen. So that was just the the tip of it. that was just like the last straw for her. This so that's why this ties into the beginning conversation about thank yous for Valentine's. <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect. Um, that w- that was my actual question. Um, actually, damn, what was my question? Um. I was about to say, should we get to the ending first? Actually, because I was going to say, in terms of their arguing, like, I will let, like I said, in terms of just being an adult, you do have to realize when I am that, I'm that person for sure. Let's not talk about it tonight. Let's figure out whatever common ground we can come to tonight Mm -hmm. because both of us are not budging from whatever our main points are. So let's come to a common ground. I'm 100% that person because. I don't like to think of myself as the angry type. It takes a lot to get me angry, but once I'm there, mm-hmm. you lost me. So, and because of that, I was talking to somebody recently, and she was like, um, and we were kind of laughing and talking, and she was like, you're respectful, but, like, the things that you say hurt. And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, I've seen just your interactions with people. Like, if a person pushes you to that point, like, you don't necessarily cross the line, but you kind of, you set a boundary, right. and you say certain things, and you say it a certain way. And I was just like, well, that's why I always say, like, if you don't, if I don't have to talk, leave me alone. Right. If, if, if we're, if we're, especially if we're heated about something, just leave me alone about it. Just let it, let it die wherever it dies. Let it calm down. And even in doing that, there are certain things that you cannot say. There are certain things that you will not say. I will be completely honest. I was on bro's side for the first 20, 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. The moment that bro brought up her suicide attempt, I said, fam, fuck what night it is. Fuck how long we've been together. I just brought up on this podcast, maybe two or three podcasts ago with Kenise, shout out to Kenise, that there are some people that learn you just to hurt you. I think once certain shit is said, you can't go back from. So not I thought movie should have been over then, relationship over then. Yeah, not nigga, only that, you he, might be over then. He was saying some nasty things where it's like, okay, now you're drawing the line, whatever point you're trying to make. Because the point when she said you could have won with twenty percent of the shit that you said, so eighty percent of the shit you said was unnecessary, hurtful shit. She literally said herself, you, you, you won with pretty much a little bit of what you said, but you didn't even have to add any of that other shit. So he was just saying hurtful shit. And then um, what was the other part? Uh, oh, and then when she went back, when she came out, got herself together, and then started talking shit about him and called him mediocre, the one thing he fucking took away from everything he said was he, he came was back. He for sure. You think I'm mediocre? He said, so why do you think I'm mediocre? Yeah, like so like self-centered. Like, Whoa, so that's, so that's, what, yeah. that's what was basically she's like, so do you get me? Like, I don't even get a thank you. We get into an argument, and the thing you come away with is, do you really think I'm mediocre? Like, do you see this? She's trying to let him know, like, do you see the self-centeredness? Like, do you see what, Do you see the issue? Do you see that if you can just say thank you and appreciate shit? She was like, when she was at the end saying all the shit about the thank yous for little shit, the shit that he doesn't have to think about. It's like getting milk, getting stuff for the house. Like, just little things. And, and that's I was about to say, maybe expected. you can get to the end because I was going to say, I, maybe I don't remember the first question. But I know that there are relationships that are like this that exist. But, of course, for movie's sake, they had to kind of bunch a lot into a little to tell you the type of person that you were dealing with. So I Mm -hmm. felt within the first 15, 20 minutes, he was selfish. Mm -hmm. 
that's pretty obvious. I thought within 15, first 15 minutes. So I, were, I guess I was going to ask is do things escalate this quickly regardless of what the reason is over? I guess you could say infidelity is the one thing that kind of everything kind of hit the roof momentarily. But, like, I guess my question is, is that possible, number one? And I guess my follow-up to that is if the question is – or if the answer is yes – how long does it take? Because, like I said, I was dealing. I'm looking Wait, at two people that to reach that boiling point. To reach that boiling point. So point. that's what I'm saying. Because I know, as a person who's been, I don't know how to end it. So as a person who's kind of been in those nights where it seemed like this argument didn't have to go this far, mm-hmm. how are we here? But it's mm-hmm. just like we we've been letting this slide for a long time. So now we're just kind of here. How long does that take? Okay, I'm in. I'm gonna share my own experience. Okay. Um, I was in a relationship with a particular person for about four to five years. It started off in high school. Um, I felt. I'm not gonna say I felt like Marie because we didn't, we have a lot of different similarities when it comes to the men in the relationship, the selfishness, and then. Like you said, I don't like to argue. So some of the things where I feel like it's small, I'm not going to bring it up. If I feel like I can get over it, I'm not going to bring it up. If I feel like, okay, now you get into a point where I, you know what you're doing, I know what you're doing, and I've acknowledged it once, mm-hmm. and you still continue to you know, do what you're doing, at that point, okay, now we got to have a talk. We have a talk, and you still doing what you're doing? Because bless. sometimes, bless you, sometimes love um, can blind you can blind you and mm. you can love some I feel like sometimes love can blind you and you can love somebody so much and you want to see them do you want to see them do great like that don't matter if it's a friend if it's a you know family member in a relationship you want to see a person do great so I feel like it depends on how much you want to tolerate as a person hmm. what Eve say love is blind it will take over okay. your mind but like for real though that was based off a true story so rest in peace to her friend rest in peace because yeah, that was a abusive relationship. But yeah, love is definitely blind. So I agree with that. That's just a just a true statement. I will say that as far as like letting the small stuff slide, like I will say that I guess I'll kind of share somewhat of my my personal experience. When uh, I remember like a particular relationship where it, I knew that things were going sour mm-hmm. when I didn't let anything slide. Didn't matter. That's why, like I said, I identified right away with what he was. I, I remember my question now. Um, <laughs> I remember I identified right away with his position mm-hmm. because when he was so angry, I was like, I know that feeling. You're tired of her. It's your fault why you're around her. Yeah. So that's the selfishness because you endured it because it was for your work. So my original question was, is it wrong to, I guess, fall in love with somebody or end up in a relationship with somebody that you were kind of studying at one point? Or using. Well, do I you mean, think he was using wrong. her? Do you think he it's was using her? Is that a better question? What I think that he was using her. Because by the way he was way. upset, and yeah, then I don't know. He, and then he kind of just fell in love with her as a person because like he said he I don't feel when he was saying is it wrong for me to just love you I feel like at one point he did fall in love with her but then at the beginning when he met her I feel like he did use her it was Mm. I feel like it it was using a person in a way because you could have been friends with a person right you didn't have to get into a relationship with them you didn't have to make them feel like you were all they had 
Like that's because she said, well, he, he was like, oh, you just want to be needed, but that's how you made her feel. That was just a that's toxic a, ass relationship. Exactly. That, that was a real relationship in real life. After that episode, y'all need therapy. I don't care if y'all good the next morning, like pancakes no, and shit. Y'all therapy, need therapy. I mean, if it, if, it, oh, if, if y'all want to be together. Her apology language. I need to know. What's your apology language? Because I can't deal with people that I, I keep it a being. Even though I'm, I like to let's go to sleep on a positive note. I can't do what you just said, Caprice. I can't do the wake up pancakes. Like, uh, unless we're going to talk no, 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 over this breakfast. I knock all this shit over. No. Like, now I'm and up. Now I chose violence. Well, what I'm saying is that that, that relationship seems, I'm talking about that particular relationship. Don't laugh. Regardless, they need therapy. I don't feel like always. Oh, no, sure. I feel like, my thing is, I feel like sometimes y'all can still wake up, have breakfast, be chill, and then talk about it. Like That was a joke. I, I, no, I know. I'm just saying, like, I've, you don't maybe have to get up. Because, come on, right when you wake up, it's like, okay, let's both get our life together, maybe get some food in our system, do whatever, get a, a little bit of a routine going, and then discuss it so we're not going into an argumentative mode. Like, wake up. So last night I was pit, like. I think, honestly, but, if you wake up on that, that's why I was saying it was a joke, because if you wake up on that level still. I think they would have woke up on that. But see, they oh, no, particularly, yeah, yeah, they that, need that therapy. Relationship, they and then, because she was on drugs, and then like she cheated, and then I think she slept with some of his friends. See, now I missed the rest of the show. I mean, the rest of the movie. Men. She, they wasn't specific, but she slept with multiple. She cheated on him with multiple men. Multiple. He got cheated on by multiple. Wait. Okay, so now I need to know the ending. So now, okay, so she, I don't know when I fell asleep, but when she um was doing that little scene, he was like, "Why couldn't you do it that way?" He wrote. Uh, he wrote it obviously. So I guess he, when he wrote in there, he had to write that it was she slept with some of his friends. Because remember when she was remember when she had the knife in her hand and she was, but at the she ended up just, she was just acting. Right. Yeah. yeah. Talking Why can you mic, do please. that before? And and one that she was like when she had the knife in her hand, she was like, I slept with your friends for God's sakes, your friends. Remember when she said that? I did not even catch that part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the part where she has the knife in her hand I, and then I'm she's I'm like, she says something. Too. She was like, and she drops the knife and she was like. Something, something like she was just, she was acting, she was acting, and he was like, "Why couldn't you do that at the audition or some shit?" And so, yeah. Anyway, they needed. So did she really therapy. sleep with his friend? I'm confused. Yes. The bottom line is yes. She slept yeah. with some friends. She slept with multiple men. She cheated on him. She cheated on him. Period. More than one time. Oh, so yeah, I'm gonna tell you now. So yeah, he was using her. Like he. So he was. That, yeah. That's that lets a toxic me know. Relationship altogether. Yeah, exactly. That lets me know he was not emotionally involved in that shit. He somewhat got emotionally involved in it, but that wasn't his goal. Exactly. So that answers my question. He wasn't studying her. He was using her. So, damn, case closed. All right, well, <laughs> how did it end? Yep. <laughs> damn, how did it end? Let's go to the they next topic. They was looking at the sky. Wait, wait, wait. Was they not? Wait, wait, That's how it ended. They That's how it ended. They didn't, was outside. They, I mean, I don't he feel woke like up. I like my version better. Where he I fell asleep, up, shit was lit. She wasn't so in I the bed. He was like, Marie, Marie. They're trying to make it all dramatic. Marie, Marie. I'm like, this bitch kill herself. Come on, y'all. Don't do that to me. And then he goes outside, and she's just outside in the backyard just looking out at the sky. And he just stands next to her, and they're just standing there looking at the sky. And then it cuts to the credits. That's a toxic-ass relationship because toxic. they're going to stay together. Yeah, they're gonna stay that's together. That's what she said. She said that when she was in the bed, she was like, when she was explaining how she felt, and she was like, it's deeper than that. And then she, if you notice, she played a song, like an older school song, when they were outside in the backyard before they went to the bed. And she was smoking her cigarette, and she was like, the song was talking about um, how her friends don't want her to be with a particular man. And she was like, no, but I want to be with them. 
I'm doing it because I want to be with him. And her uh, friend was like, he's not good for you. And she was like, no, I'm doing it because I want to be with him. That's kind of what the song was talking about. So I knew that they was not going to break up. I knew they was going to stay together. But I don't feel like they ever even settled anything. I feel like that conversation can come up at any moment again. I don't feel like. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they took things I've learned from the argument and try to apply it. Just learn. Yeah. I think it's yeah. a part of growth. I'm going to ask a question, and I don't know if either one of you ladies want to be this candid, but do you know, like, whether you regret it or not, do you know perhaps, like, the meanest thing that you've said to, like, in a relationship, like, in a heated argument? <laughs> Women are mean. What's the what's the worst you've said? <laughs> you gonna you gonna you gonna get on my head because you were like, oh really? No, you haven't said nothing evil. I'm I'm really bullshit. <sighs> I've said some mean things. I'm gonna be honest because I'm I'm open. Like something that point. can my thing is something that can really like hit home for them. I could have said some like ugly shit to some niggas. About no, I'm daddies. sure you could say worse, but. <laughs> You no, you okay, so I, like, that's why your daddy left you. That's why he didn't call you on your birthday. Like I never no, say no shit like that. No, not that's that. That's a that's a that's a trick. That's beyond trigger. <laughs> I'm just like, saying. That's some, a low blow. Some people say yeah. some <laughs> so. Then what, say, so what? I'll what say you? what mine is. I'll say okay. what mine is. I have told somebody like like I said. That's why I know for a fact like that was somebody who was just fed up because I remember a certain argument was or a certain position was brought to the table and it was a position that I had tried to present. Like, I was in this position for years. Mm -hmm. The one time that the tables flipped and she brought the, the position to me, I was like, I had no more fight left. Mm -hmm. So it was one of those things where I was like, now you get it. I don't even really feel like I should discuss it anymore because you get it. And sh it turned into an argument. And I forgot what exactly what the statement was, but it was almost contingent on you need me, kind of. And it was like, and I literally told her, I'll pay you and your family whatever the fuck it takes for y'all to get away from me. Dang. Okay. That was deep. That's that's something that would hurt. <laughs> um, Is it? Yeah, because, I mean, it depends on the relationship. Because if she needed you, you I'll, were pay, popping I'll pay for you and your family. You were popping fly. You said it. Hey, whatever she said. I mean, I've said some things too. I'm not saying you. Sh yes, I'm not saying I was right. Have said it. No, that's no, no, why. No, no. That's sometimes why when bro was going off, right, I was like, though. "Fam, I don't." You know. might be right because sometimes those mean words are the things that people need to hear to get themselves up and do something with themselves. Mm. So, I mean, that's just my personal opinion. Again, nah. I mean, but, shout out to her, <clears> but nah, you're not. I mean, you me, still can't think of nothing. You're so I, full of shit. I've said, See, that's why I don't like because you're going to say I'm full of it. That's <laughs> not so true. I've just never been in the predicament to have to say something. I think the thing I've the said is like, I've told a nigga he ain't shit or I've just been, I've cussed somebody out. But yeah, a lot of the times it's me receiving the bad, the bad, uh, like the bad the word. The bad interaction. Yeah. Are, are men this mean? Yeah. And I'm not for that. You know, See, now this is not cool. Cause I don't want to like, be. I don't want to be this no. guy on the podcast. That's like, ah, damn, you're this guy. Like no. you're this guy. But I, I know I, that's like the one thing I can kind of pull back from and be like, yeah, I kind of. I've told somebody I pray for their decision making. I don't think that's innocent. I don't think that's mean. That's like not mean. that was. I meant that shit. No, like, I, I don't I think that's mean at all. 
I don't think that's me. Yeah, people. See, people I can think of some stuff now I could have said, but I didn't say it. I see why your last bitch played you. I never said that. I could have said it. Honestly, I know a lot that of stuff hurt. I could have said. That would Yeah, hurt, I'm thinking about all the stuff I could have said. I see why your homies don't fuck with you no more. I know I a lot of stuff that I got on the phone with I my say friends that and been like, he did it, you know, I went off, but I've never said it I've to a person because I don't want to regret my words. Or what if we got to be friends or got to connect one day and we in the same room and I'm thinking about the time that I said whatever or you said whatever you said. You know, I'm I mean, a firm believer mm. in everything happens for a reason. And I do um, believe like in burning bridges and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I believe that some people keep a hold of certain bridges that they shouldn't. So sometimes I burnt that shit and I meant it. Yeah. Like, no, you know, what? <laughs> yeah. and I could definitely take that into my life because I've held on to a lot of different people that I shouldn't be holding on to. But when I did let them go, I was trying to tried to do it in the nicest way possible just because oh no nah, I, I think we've said like i'm which i forgot which i think episode 17 we talked about it and i think i'm one of the only people that have been like on this podcast that have been openly like i'm cool with my exes oh no i think it's like maybe t- two i'm really one mm-hmm. that i kind of really don't like communicate with at all like the the rest of them would get a happy birthday cool I don't think you're not giving nobody. <laughs> you're a mean person. It's not that I mean. There's there's a very there's a few. I'll say a couple, maybe one or two that well, it's no beef like, but we don't. There's no need for us to talk either. Yeah, that's and what I'm then saying. all the other ones are definitely <laughs> no need to talk. Just don't ever speak to me again. Exactly. Like it's like go your way. I hope I don't want <laughs> nothing bad to happen exactly. to you, but please don't ever like talk to me. Like I, a couple weeks ago, you never want to be on camera, but you look so concerned. You was like, I don't want nothing bad to happen. I don't, but <laughs> like, I don't talk to me again. Me. Yeah, I had a couple weeks ago, maybe like a couple months ago, um, somebody I used to talk to or date or whatever, they hit me up and I just immediately blocked them. You know, I don't want. You didn't respond. No, they just they said like, hey, I just immediately blocked. Like, there's nothing to be said. There's no conversation needed. I truthfully wouldn't know how to respond to that. Like the, just you for like, hey, blocked. how you doing? Did it? Like you just a block off rip. I wouldn't even. Oh know yeah. To, I wouldn't know what to do. Oh, a block yeah. off rip. It depends. You've on done that? Yeah. What you mean? I still do that. Okay, I need whoever's watching this to identify block. who's worse, men or women. Because <laughs> I think that's more mean. What? Block. That's nice. I That's think nice. You blocking someone is a nice way to say I don't want to talk to I you. I don't want to talk to you. We have if nothing I to say. If I tell you I don't want to talk to you, you might hear some go back going back to saying some things I might not want to say to you because I feel like what's the point of us talking? What I'm gonna hurt. No, because about? what you was just saying, the meanest shit I ever said, that shit gonna happen now. You're gonna get your feelings hurt. Exactly. You're gonna get your feelings hurt. There's nothing to be said. Women are always. Did I start something? Yeah, yeah you, you did. I said there's nothing to be said. So, but at least I'm not. I'm not in that point where it's like, oh, men are horrible. Men, men are just the worst at life. I know there's there's been men out there like. Did you say men are the worst at life? No, all men are horrible. I said I'm not oh, saying okay. all men are horrible because no. you know some people just have like a lot of women and men have just bad past with like significant others and they just think like it's just no hope. I'm not like that. Yeah. Like I've had my fair share, but personally, I don't. There's no reason for me to keep in contact or regular talking to any of my exes for exactly. for what I don't see a reason, especially because when you get into a relationship, I feel like that's inappropriate as hell. So for sure, it definitely is. Yeah. I so don't uh, constant communication. I think that's a different thing. I, I don't not constant communication. I I don't. I, well, I don't have any exes to begin with. Um, did you watch the little things? I did not. Caprice, did you watch the little things? Yeah, right? yeah. So it was very good. I was mad at the ending because you know why. 
Well, okay, so let, let's talk about it really quick. So I, I don't think we're going to spoil this one, but this was something I wanted to talk about last time that we potted, but uh, we didn't actually get across to it or get through. Um, I guess we didn't even get really to the topic only because Duna didn't see it. Um, but just kind of in a nutshell for me, I don't want to ruin it for you. I've always talked about, and I think when the RJ came down and did the interview uh, with the newspaper about our coverage of the October 1 uh, tragedy, they asked me what, what kind of my, what my role was, and I told them the morning after I was at the Mandalay Bay. Mm-hmm. Like, I had to go do interviews. So I'm not even a person, and you guys know I'm very, very open. Uh, I smoke weed, but I've never been considered myself to be a cigarette smoker. Like, I've smoked cigarettes a couple of times when I have been pissy drunk mm-hmm. in, like, situations where I'm like, I need something to bring me back to earth, mm-hmm. so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit this stove. But outside of that, I don't smoke cigarettes. I'm walking through the Mandalay Bay, and I'm, I'm shaking. Like, I'm literally shaking. And I'm like, I've covered a lot of things. I'm not used to feeling okay, mm-hmm. but my body is showing me that I'm not. Not okay. And I'm like, I, f- I, I, got a, I got a job to do right now. Like, I'm focused. So halfway through, I'm remembering myself in a casino bumming a cigarette off of somebody. Like, mm-hmm. so I, in hindsight, I told the RJ what I learned that day was that nobody gives a shit about the stories that we go to go grab. And it, it sounds like some narcissistic shit, like even shit to bring up. But what I always tell people is outside of first responders, mm-hmm. When a tragedy happens, first responders run in. Everybody else runs away. Journalists also run in. Nobody cares about what we <laughs> see, hear, endure, but you want to read the story. Right. So that movie, for me, when they the thing that stuck out to me is I don't I don't think it's giving too too much away, but they were like, "Did you hear about this guy lost um, his wife, his kids, his marriage, whatever the case may be?" So. I was about to say, so move it. Okay, I got, I got a hair sticking out? Okay, there we go. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you. So they was like, did you realize that he lost all of this stuff, basically? That, in, in, for me, encapsulated the whole movie because I was like, that's a person that hasn't learned how to not take his work home with him. But then I thought about his position and was like, he's a cop. You kind of can't not take that, show, that shit yeah. home with you. Certain professions, <laughs> you have to take that home with you. I think being a journalist is one of them. So in terms of the way that the movie ended, I think that was him. I'm trying not to ruin it for you. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. See, I'm the type of person. I'm going to have my opinion on the movie. So oh, when anyway. I watch it, yeah, it's going to be all good. So go that means ahead. you're going to have to reach out when you when you do watch oh, it. Oh, I'm but definitely going to. Caprice, going back to the ending, I feel like the reason why he did that is because in him getting older and him maturing, he realized what – why he had lost everything. He realized that it was all work-related. So he sent that, whether it was true or not, because he knew that that was going to wreck his life if, he, if, it was, if it was an open book, for instance. So whether, it, whether the book is truly closed, I'm going to help you think it's closed so you can save your life because I've been there before. That's kind of what I took away from the movie. It, he, didn't ha- he became the person that he needed growing up. And I say growing up in terms of growing up in that profession. That was the only thing that I took away from it. But you you seem like you didn't like the ending. Well, no, well, I just felt bad because, I mean, 
it just it just shows you how the justice system is. An innocent That's man a is story. now dead, and the 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 guy. I mean, he gets to go to sleep every night thinking he did the right thing, and mm. I mean, really, at the end of the day, he did not do the right thing. But <sighs> it's hard to say, like, because the guy he wasn't. I mean, you've seen it. He was a weirdo. He was a creep. He wasn't a killer. At the end of the day, does he, does he does he deserve to sleep peaceful every night with his family? Like he is because of what Denzel did for him in the movie. But it's just messed up. It's just messed up because nobody knows who did it. An innocent guy is dead, and this cop is like thinking he did the right thing, and this other cop just knows that what happened was all a sham. But he's just gonna let it keep keep on going. And it's just like everything is a lie. It's all a lie. I think what what you just said about the justice system being a joke, I think what's interesting is they said that it was a psychological thriller. So I think even though I don't disagree with what you just said, because everything that you just said was absolutely uh, spot on, I think that was the purpose of the movie. Like, even though what you just said was right, because he was so messed up in the head, it kind of forces you to look at it in a different way and say, it helps him sleep at night. Like, it don't make it right by no means, but it's like I could get how a person in the, in that position that kind of can f- feels like it's reoccurring just wants to sleep. Like they and just the guy was – he was fucking with him. He lured him. Yeah, I mean, to, yeah. yeah. That was – You could you could ask all types yeah. of questions as to why he did it to begin yeah, with. Because you crazy. could say he – He was crazy. Yeah, you could say he got not what he deserved, but you could say the only reason why it happened is because you were doing a bunch of weird shit to begin with, leading them on, playing. So yeah. whatever the case may be, um, it, it – I I don't know. I think the, the split between it being psychological and it being, like, a justice um, – kind of have a point about the justice system only because – I had this class on campus, and I forgot um, exactly which, like, class it was in the catalog, but it was Urban urban Adventure. And we always laughed and was like, oh, this is CSI class. Like, y'all, like, do crime scenes, and you, like, try to break it down, and, like, throughout the weeks in class, you're literally mm-hmm. breaking, you're working on a case. So, <coughs> anyway, there's three cases. They kind of they pin them together. They kind of all intertwine, whatever, whatever. And at the end... They told us that we were the first class to convict, uh, to convict um, whoever was on the stand, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, "Okay, cool. Well, that's great." And then they kind of started to tell how the story went, and I was like, "Wait." And then it was kind of open ended for us to kind of come come away with whatever we wanted to come away with. Right. But it was kind of evident that we had arrested the wrong person. Mm-hmm. So when they were telling us, I was like, "Oh!" And I raised my hand and was like. So I think I get the point of the class. And we had a retired police chief in there. And I was talking to him. I was like, so the point of the class is to show us how gross the justice system is, right? Because right. I don't give a shit who did it, bro. You just told me I won my case. Mm. I don't care. Right. I don't care. <laughs> right. That's, that's. Yeah, they do that every day. That's every day. black people. That's every day, know. though. Black. Um, I, <laughs> I Talk mean. Talk to me. I like it. Ooh, yeah, that's. that's Oh, you cut the mic. Cut it back on for me. Mm-hmm. 
All good. Talk to me. Um, I see it from different points. I see it from both points. I see it from the police officer's point of view, and then I see it from us as a citizen. Okay, and I say that because I um, went to school for criminal justice for about two years. Okay. Yep. Sure did. Shout out to you. And I got a, I got a lot of, I got a perspective on why they feel the way that they feel, and you know, just like us as <coughs> African Americans or Blacks or however you want to say it. Um, we feel like we all, some of us feel like we all got to stick together, right? And then they all feel like they, they feel like that that's all they got to right. stick together. So when you arrive or when you have, some of them have trauma or some of them have different things that happen to them in their own lives right. that they have trauma for. It may not been in that actual field, but they have trauma just like we do. So we, when you approach a police officer, you know, sometimes it is okay to be, polite instead of always coming off aggressive because how you come at somebody is how they're going to react. I always sure. tell people every action has a reaction. Now, if the police officer come off as aggressive towards you, then that's your right to act how you're going to act or play how you're going to play your card. Mm -hmm. um, but as far as the justice system, yeah, they, they definitely got to get better. I don't think there's no type of excuse for how they treat people. Um, even though that they have trauma, I feel like they at that point when you when you notice that you know your coworker or your supervisor or the person above you or below you has that type of trauma i feel like i know there's different things that they can do to help those particular people maybe give them some time off sometimes people need a break <laughs> i feel like we don't get a break enough even during covid right now we need a break and my job not even noticing we needing a break and it's where mm. it wears on people it really wears on people so although those people love their job and they love what they do and sometimes they need a break Give you really a break. need to watch this movie then because you're saying a lot of things that kind of coincide with kind of how i stand on certain things uh just them not dealing with certain traumas of kind of whatever they uh, i guess however they came about um did you have anything else for the little things caprice oh no Speaking of that, I was going to say that um, I didn't want to end the podcast on this. And based on my list, this was at the end of it. So I'm happy that I'm jumping straight to it. Mm -hmm. But two cops that fought off Capitol rioters died by suicide recently. And mm -hmm. that just goes to show even in them doing their job. But we, 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 we've talked about that Capitol storming and it clearly being an inside job how certain officers were letting, um, were moving guardrails, letting people literally just uh, storm the lawns. I think that's not talked about enough. Those people that were doing their jobs that now are getting it from both sides, yeah. they're, they're stuck in the middle. So to hear that two of those cops died by suicide recently and not a word has been said um, just troubles me. No acknowledgement. I'm going to be real. I saw one of them officers as soon as I Oh, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm leave. The fuck you do can't I do that? Oh, you fire they me. They did. What do you mean fire me? What? You can do that. They did. This is not. Hey, it's not the military. You are not. Um, what's it called? Um, a wall. You are not a wall. You can. <laughs> you can quit on the spot. It's not like the military. I would have been like, I'm out as soon as I, I pulled up that, and seen that what was going on and seen that some of the officers are in on it. I don't even have all my niggas on my team. True. true. Fuck out of here. True. That's crazy. I don't. I can't even make yeah, sure. That's like going with you. your friends and to then, fight somebody yeah, yeah, yeah. and they you turn right. around and be, nah, yeah, you right. Bro, yeah, they looking at you I'm like, like nah. you I'm on their side. I'm out. You like looking like what? So I just. 
I feel bad for honestly the people that even put their life at risk because I hate to say it. I, it's a waste. Look at the, the people aren't being indicted. They're not going to prison. Nothing. It was truly a waste. Those people should have just let them do what the fuck what they, they wanted, wanted and to. went home to their families and not dealt with any of that trauma. I feel bad that they felt like anywhere in their heart that it was worth it because it wasn't. It wasn't worth anything. Anything but trauma. Because like I said, what's happening to these people now? Nothing. No repercussions. Mm-hmm. So you should have just let them tear it the fuck up because at <laughs> the end of the day, they were just going <laughs> home to their families and nothing was going to happen because they're not Black and Lives again, Matter. And again, like I said, I'm very, very uh, sensitive to this topic only because when a person dies by suicide, you never know. And um, in most cases, people are extremely organized when <laughs> they want to leave in this way. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Again, I don't. I'm not sure what more can be said. Uh, rest in peace to those people. Um, condolences to those family, friends, loved ones. Uh, <laughs> loved ones. Um, speaking of that point as well, uh, Trump wasn't indicted, and I don't. I don't know why we're even talking about. I. I just last week, I think there was an impeachment hearing. Yeah, and I was like, week. "Fam's out of office, bro." Like, what are we, what are we discussing? But does this mean he can can run for president again if he's not been impeached? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. He can. Do you think he, um. He gonna run again. Yes. He win? Even his side got tired of him. I don't know. Honestly, I think he can win again. I mean, anything is possible. As fucked up as it is, he's shown me anything is possible. Because depending on what, I mean, I'm not really into politics like that, so. But depending on what happens these next four years that Biden is in office, you know, the same people that was with him before mm-hmm. may not be with him again. And it may not mean they were going to vote for Trump, but they just may not vote at all. So it's going to be like true. more, you know, more votes. But for, for him, him to be the first person to serve twice and not like back to back, he I think he would be the first one. I'm not fact checking it. It doesn't. It's not a big enough topic for me right now. But um, I guess the last thing that I'm going to talk about on this one is, do you guys know Amy, who Amy Cooper is just by name? I don't know who Amy Cooper is. You would have to show me a picture. Is she white? <laughs> she sounds white. <laughs> let me see. Let me see. Amy Cooper is Central Park Karen, the one who caught the police on the dog walker, on the bird watcher, excuse me, the black bird at the watcher park. at the oh park. Oh, yeah, and what happened to okay. her? Um, she had her charges dismissed. Of course Whoa. she did. And that's just something that I want everybody to realize. They did it right under our nose. Whoa. Wow. Nobody's paying attention to it. How did she get nothing? I think she had to do uh, whatever the equivalent of, like, a, a, like, like, like an AA meeting, that's what she had to go. She had to go to, like, racial equality class or some shit. Mm. Bro, don't she have to do that for, like, her job, for instance? Okay. So when it, so this is not going on her background at all? It doesn't seem like okay. it. Okay. So, okay. That's, yeah, that hurts the heart because those type of things like that should, I think that it should stick with her because that's how she feels. That's how she's going to always feel. No AA meeting can... It can't change hey, how look, she feels. That's hey, her look, heart. And hey, look, bro, I hope I don't ever, ever have no situation like this. Because guess what, baby? I'm not calling the police. I want my fade right now. <laughs> right away. Because they not doing <laughs> shit to you. I'll, I want something to happen right now. Because nothing's going <laughs> to happen to them. Because think about it. He did all that for what? Well, for her to he, I, I, nothing. I'm not going to say he handled it in the wrong way. but No, no, not at all. He's one of the same people that I don't think he went and testified against him. Like, it was a bunch of things that he did not do. He was like, I feel like she suffered enough. I was like, fam, she wanted you dead. Oh, wait, did, was he? 
Yeah, she, absolutely. Oh, like once she lost her I job and lost her dog, I believe he oh, was I heard like, because she was choking her dog when she was on the phone with the cops. Like so, everybody was just like, she's all types of fucked up. And he wouldn't pursue it first. Caprice is an asshole. He wouldn't. Both of you guys are. Because a poor dog is like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, are you serious? This? Why are you upset? What you joking me for? Yeah. He looking around like, what's the problem? I see another human. Two humans. What's going on? Oh my gosh. Nah, oh, she um, is what I call it. You got to follow dream. that through because you need to set an example <laughs> for these people. Exactly. If you're going to call 911 and make a report and do all that, <laughs> then you need to follow through for it. Cause I how you feel bad, though? She wanted you dead. No, yeah, that's I, what I, I swear Wait, I'm pause. Pa- I would have been in court like... I would have. You know how some my life is. Um, you it's not the same. They say uh, black people get hit by a car yeah. and then they all acting all out. Oh, oh. I'm acting. I'm I would have be like, been in court. Uh, Marie. I'd have been shaking. My right hand had been shaking, <laughs> and I would have been like, "Excuse me, Your Honor, that's 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 the new man's I'm on because, because I'm so nervous these days, <laughs> bro." I'd have been like, "This bitch got me fucked up. I'm <laughs> tweaking. Like, I need a check. She traumatized I'm me. I'm traumatized. Yeah, I'm following it all the oh way through. Like, I'll I can't be like, even see your face. I, Don't yeah. bring her in the room. <laughs> bring her in the room, like, please. Nah. You gotta yeah. shudder the moment them doors open. You gotta be. <sighs> yeah. Tears dropping. Do we have to do this? That's what. That's how they are. You gotta. You gotta show them how they're reacting. <laughs> <laughs> that's how they yeah. Uh, where the hell was I going? Where's my? Let me. Let me go figure out where my. So after Amy Cooper, me. what's next? We're, I'm getting the hell away from that. Let's mm. talk about this real quick because um, I guess we're. I guess we're gonna get some of the sad. Some of the sad news out of the way. I don't know if you've heard about this, but Britt Reed, who was an assistant coach, formerly an assistant coach at the Kansas City Chiefs, was involved in a motor accident in a mm. motor vehicle accident. That injured a five-year-old child. Um, the five-year-old child is out of the coma now, but a lot of people are just kind of speaking to the parallel. The coach is the son of head coach Andy Reid from the Kansas City Chiefs, who is a, a lovable guy. I mean, the NFL community is kind of always behind Andy Reid. Um, but a lot of people are bringing attention to the fact that it is a white assistant coach. Mm-hmm who was in it involved in something this severe and the coverage has been quite different in comparison to when Michael Vick was dog fighting, for instance. Wait, was there alcohol or substance? Yeah, I was going to ask. How, to did, or was it like, how did it occur? I was going to say, I don't even know about um, the story. What's the word? When you're just being negligent, like going right. too fast or. I will read the actual yeah. story because I believe I don't want to like go on record and be wrong, but um, I believe that it was some sort of, um, Pre-sale tickets. What are you guys talking about? Anyway, <laughs> um, we're going to get to this, but can we, I guess we can kind of leave it open-ended while I'm um, searching for it. Can we talk really quick just about the idea of the difference in media attention? Um, Definitely. I guess we can talk about it in sports for sure. I mean, Chad Wheeler, we talked about that on the radio show. Chad Wheeler, the white offensive lineman who beat his black girlfriend after she refused to bow <sighs> to him. And then, see... The worst part Ooh. is after she woke up and he told her, like, like wow, something like, you're alive, or mm-hmm. I thought you died or something. Like, I can't believe you're alive. Like, okay, what kind of monster? Like, yeah, of course. It's yeah, not going to make the news <coughs> the same way that's, as. That's evil. And that should have definitely. It's a lot of things that even me when I go home, I talk, I get so frustrated because, like you said, the media difference, okay? Since I've been a kid, I've I met a lot of parents that have, we're going to talk about your situation just in general, though. Um, a lot of, I met a lot of different people that 
I felt like their story should have been on the news or uh, people of color, Mexicans, Latinos, Hispanics, all different type of people, missing kids, you know, but what do you see on the news that's going on? You don't see that type of stuff. You don't, yeah, they don't share yeah. those type of stories yeah. in that particular community. Yeah. And like you were saying, she, she got beat, but if it was like OJ Simpson or, you know, anything like that, if it would have got that far, would we have heard about it? Exactly. And like I always, I will forever bring it up now, Natalie Holloway. You, any girl that was, any person that was missing during the time Natalie Holloway was missing? Oh, good fucking luck, bro. Good fucking luck. You didn't hear about any other missing any. person. Any. any. Everything on the Natalie Holloway, Natalie Holloway, Natalie. You didn't hear anything else. Not only that, when they were looking for her, they found other people's bones. Bones. And was like, oh, yeah, we found some, like, bones, but, like, not hers, though. And then you don't hear anything else. Like there's people. Nah, what happened to the what happened? How that occurred? We got the Amber Alert because why? Because a little white girl went missing. Not because a little black girl. If that was a little, if that Amber girl was black, we would not be Amber Alert. That's why we have Amber Alert now. And I wanted to be for sure before I said anything, but reading this Yahoo, reading this Yahoo story, it says that Britt Reid admitted, excuse me, to having two to three drinks before driving into two parked cars that night. Okay, you had more than two to three drinks, or they was very strong. He he crashed into two park cars. That Let's not forget, uh, two to three drinks could be two to three shots, and depending on your tolerance, two to three shots could be a lot. I know if I take two to three shots, I might not be able to drive. First of all, I'm not driving because I don't drive drunk because I don't want to put other people's life in danger. Right. If somebody, you know, cool if I do it to myself, but like, that's yeah. somebody else's family that's driving. That's somebody else's dad. What if, you don't ever know what's going on in somebody else's household. Yeah. So that, I've talked. Oh, I yeah, they're going to get, that's not going to get no more coverage. That's And I crazy. don't know if you, um, I don't know how much you frequent mm-hmm. certain areas in L.A., but if I say that I had two to three drinks and I'm coming from Fridays or Depends. Applebee's or exactly. Chili's or all of these, Dave & Buster's, Buffalo, all these different places. If I'm coming back from Tattletale, and if you guys are watching this or listening to this, <laughs> and you have been with me on those nights at Tattletale, that's a dive bar in L.A. Mm-hmm. If I say I had two to three drinks, Caprice, I've, take, I've taken you to Tattletale, haven't I? If I say I've had two to three drinks, but I'm coming from Tattletale, right. those two to three drinks are much different than any other. That's true. Oh, and wait. It does. I understand what you're saying. It depends on where you got those two to three drinks. Oh, from. that dive bar. They 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 rock with us heavily. Um, that's um. See? What I was gonna say was sad. that's not getting any gotta more coverage. You. I was gonna say another, yeah, definitely want to go. <laughs> another sad example was I believe it was in <clears throat> New York. A cop struck and killed that little girl. Do y'all remember? She was Hispanic, no. and the family did not come forward because because it's the cops. And they probably. They're pretty sure they settled something. Threatened them. And they, they probably. I, they think it was rumored or like confirmed that they um, basically threatened them. Like, we'll, we'll have your family deported. Like, if you, you know, if you step forward. And not only that. If they want justice. If they, yeah, if they want justice. And not only that, if. If, say, in the, say in the household, say they're, say the, the parents of the child, say one of the parents was legal, one wasn't, and say some of the people in the house, some were legal and some weren't, at the end of the day, it it only, it takes any threat to just be like, sure, you can come forward, but you're going to get deported, though. Because when they come forward for their, for their child being murdered, the first thing they're going to say is, 
oh, but you're not even a citizen. They're not even going to care. Yeah. So that mother never got justice. That cop is probably somewhere sleeping peacefully in her home. But anytime it's anybody white, it's the same It's the same thing like that it's always been. They're always going to vilify black people and then try to paint these white people as angelic, like with the school shooters. Oh, he was such a nice boy. What the fuck is you talking about? <laughs> 25 motherfuckers <laughs> is dead. I'm confused. And you talking How about he, he nice? was a nice. They thought he was a nice guy. Like, but... A, a black person could do something minor and do nothing at all and it's yeah we think he was gang affiliated they pull up a picture from 2007 holding up the west side talking about <laughs> we think he was gang nigga that's west side what are you talking about what like not even knowing what they talking about yeah gang affiliation possibly I remember one particular time I was in I was in Miss Linwall's class shout out to Miss Linwall only reason why I know that is because that was a third grade class and I was reading the newspaper. My dad used to always give me the comments and um, or the calendar section. And for some reason, I got to part of the news section and I was reading this story about G-Unit. And when they described G-Unit, they said it was an acronym for gunning. And I was like, what? That's oh so my God. That's what? So I had to be about eight years old Gun and I it. was like, if you listen to one song, they tell you that it means guerrilla unit. Why would you? Why would you come up with your own gun? It. Why yeah, would you like even check? I said, "Fam, gunning what? What are we gunning? What so we're in the car now." What? Never mind. Let's just. How not about, talk about ask that. me what what this means? Because I created it. Like, I mean, what it, what you think it might mean is not what. I hope that writer just like. <clears throat> there was no research involved. That's you didn't, the you didn't even too. Google G unit. And that's the problem too. A lot of people don't don't re don't research anything. And a lot of uh, when it comes to the media, sometimes they Watch just it. like to portray. Watch it. Continue. Portray, portray. I'm worried. What? Anytime someone, I feel like I, I feel like I just kind of get defensive. Like whenever people, I feel like I feel like male Twitter. Whenever a woman says like a dude ain't shit and niggas be like, oh no, I'm shit, I'm this shit. Like I'd be like, bro, if she's not talking to you, she's not talking to you. But like anytime somebody says something about the media, I, my eyes. No, no, like, no. When I say the media, I mean the news. That's mm. that's the main thing people watch. Not a lot of people will read the journal or mm. open up a journalist book. I know like at my house, older a lot of elder people in my house, they go to the news. That's the first thing mm. they go to. And that's a l how a lot of things spread within your family. So they watch right. the news. A lot of people don't watch or read a lot of people there's some people that i know in my family that still can't read so it just depends on your background so i'm not trying to be offensive at all no, I'm, but I'm the, the, <laughs> when i say the media i mean i'm speaking of a, the news because in my family yeah, no, that's I'm, what I'm, they th yeah. that's the first thing the that news they has go an to. agenda exactly they talking about the same thing same verbiage mm. i, I only yeah. started reading like journalist stuff when I became my own independent person. Yeah. So it depends I on... I mean, if you, read, if you read a journalist column from, like, cause I've even learned, the, the paper itself can be ran by a corporate person and stand, they can stand on whatever fence that they stand on, but you could read a certain columnist and be like, I like the way that person thinks. Right. Like that person is objective, whatever the case may be. I try to find something in everything. But um, they did say that the Kansas City police did report, and this is still at uh, Yahoo story, that uh, the five-year-old is now breathing on her own but remains unresponsive. And they wouldn't go any further than mm -hmm. that. Um, again, just prayers and condolences to everybody in that situation. Um, I'm not really sure what 
what else to say outside of that, honestly. That's sad. I, I hope he's okay. I hope he, I hope he becomes responsive. I can't imagine. Uh, the, her. Let me say her name. Or her. Actually. I can't imagine what the. I hope so too. Her parents, her family. Ariel might be Young. Like, Five year old Ariel just Young. Something like that just. It just makes you so angry because it's not like an accident, you know. It's exactly. not like certain accidents where it's, it's like, okay, I, in your mind you can rationalize how that could not have been prevented. Right. Like certain things people tell you, you know, like you couldn't have prevented it, but it's hard to tell somebody that when it was a drunk driver because right. like it could have been prevented. Right. That's what's pissing me off. So who knows what happened with him. Hopefully he gets <coughs> some type of repercussion. But all that money and skin color, who knows. I, at this present moment, based on what you just said, too, we kind of opened this show up talking about trauma and things of that nature. Uh, I'm praying for him as well, uh, based on that reason as well, especially because there was a five-year-old that was hurt. So I am sure that he, I, I shouldn't say sure, uh, I would like to believe that he's remorseful. Has he made a um, statement? Not remorseful enough if he has not made a statement yet. I don't know. As soon as you wake <coughs> up the next Well, we don't know how, no, 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 no. You can't say that. True. It don't work like that because... When you do something to somebody, it's not like somebody, the Tory Lanez thing. He can't just come out and be like, "I didn't shoot her." Exactly. Like it's not that. Like he you don't have to say did. you. You can you can say something. What like is he gonna say to? He may have said it to his say? family though. I hope the this accident. Like there's things they say where it's very short, where it's like no, like not much. He could have had his attorney release some type. His of His team made a statement, and his father made a statement. Who is the head coach of the team that he coaches for? Oh well, that's what I'm saying. I didn't know. I'm no, thinking, I'm oh, just. Okay. I'm, you asked. You asked about him, and that's why I started to kind of look for it. But I was just gonna say, even regardless, like. The blanket statement that you were kind of expecting did come from the team, but I was just saying in terms of him, he's not finna get in front of a camera mm-hmm. right now. Like nobody wants to see him. No, and I if wasn't he did tell the family all. anything, no. I don't think they want to hear it. No, right. I'm not talking about getting to an, in, in front of a camera. I, it's lo- somebody, if on behalf of him, if it was a team, the attorney, team did. whatever. They did it after the Super Bowl, but the team did do it. I think they did. They might have did it the day of the Super Bowl, maybe the morning of, but they they did issue um, a statement. Okay, well, as long as it was some statement, hoping that the child is okay. Because, I mean, Talking to I me? just, yeah, I hope he's okay. I just don't have, I just really, <sighs> sorry, I just don't have a lot of remorse for people for in situations like that. Like, I like hope. Like you said, he, it could have been prevented. Yeah, I hope he prays that, that she's okay, and I hope that he prays for better decision-making and that he never does something like this again. Right. Because this is just not something where it's like, oh, I see how. You know, it's not like a kid ran out to the street or something. Mm. So, but I hope both of them are okay. Um, I guess since we talked about the Super Bowl for a quick second, and this is not the radio show, let's talk about uh, the weekend really oh. quick. Let's I talk about the halftime performance. Caprice wants to talk about Drunk Brady. You want to talk about Drunk Brady? Because mm. I, I'm, yeah, I don't want to talk about the weekend. Y'all can talk about. I'm the getting weekend. back to the weekend because we're talking music. So, talk about Drunk Brady, which you, I don't understand why people are. Brady's forty. Th- Brady's forty-three. First, first of, all. of all, I'm not even that much of a sports person, but Brady is the goal. He's forty-three, and what ring is this? Number seven. Seventh ring, and he's forty-three, and that man be moving like he's not forty-three. Forty, like he's close. He he's closer to fifty than he has twenty, and he be out there killing shit. Mm-hmm. That game was a blowout. Like the other team, the well, the Chiefs, right? Yeah. They should have been embarrassed. Like that was a. That was crazy. I was like, what's going on? Like, these niggas aren't even going to score one more time? Anyway, I like to see that he was enjoying himself and got drunk. He deserves it. People, whoever was mad or about that throwing the trophy, I don't care who invented it, who started it, who started the tradition. <laughs> it's his trophy. He won it. He can throw it from boat to boat, <laughs> continent to he continent. He can do 
He could do whatever he wants to do. I love Brady. And if you <laughs> think if you you cannot you cannot be a fan of Brady, but you can't say he's not the re- goat. Yeah, like you, now I, I don't. I mean, I, if you wanted to argue after six after six rings, which I think is kind of crazy, but if you wanted to argue after six rings with one team, I think going to a new team and going to the least winningest team in franchise or in, in NFL history, they only been to the Super Bowl once. And they won it. I put money they can win next year. Too. He gets the, that's my point. So they get he gets here and in his first season they go back and they win another one. And this is number seven for him. Like and then again along the way to beat Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, and Patrick Mahomes. Ooh. That watch your relax. Um, <laughs> I think that might have been. I don't care how he played. That might have been the best road to the Super Bowl I've seen in quite some time. I think that might be the best ever. That was a good game. Actually. I think it was a good game, too. I, I don't disagree with what he did. I mean, I feel like he was having a good time. I tell people all this all the so time. As a, I, I'm, I'm 100% this it's guy. It's his, though. It's his, yeah. It's his. When and I'm 100% that Jimmy. guy. I keep saying, <laughs> I don't know the young lady's name, but the young lady who said that uh, her father was the silversmith that made the trophy, I'm a firm believer in – I don't know her dad, clearly. I don't know her. But I would believe if he – if this was his business, of course, the, the, the Lombardi trophy is a beautiful piece of work. His artwork speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. However, when he hands it over to the team, I'm pretty sure that that gentleman would have said, that's the team's now. Right. Whatever they do with it is what they do with it. They drink out of the Stanley Cup, for God's sake. That's like Ferrari saying, hey, don't race my cars. Be easy. Bro, if I get it, I'm going to do what I want with it. So now that I have it, bro, I'm going to do what I want with it. So my entire thing was I brought this up on my radio show, and I made two points. Number one, it's mine. (laughs) I can do whatever I want with it. And then number two, I said, let's just play a game and say that 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 trophy hit the water. Mm Mm-hmm. And first of all, I think Gronk would have hopped in, and I think Gronk would have went to go get it. That's first of all. Second of all, that thing sinking quick is heavy. As it's heavy. Quick it's as sinking hell. Very That's what I was I thinking about when I was watching. I was like, "Dang, it's gonna drop." If it do, yeah. <laughs> but here's my only thing. Here's my point. If it does drop, <clears throat> and Brady walks in, and Brady says, "Can I have another Lombardi Trophy?" What is Tom Brady walking out with? A brand new one. So okay. what are we talking about? Nothing. We just yeah. really complaining, finding something to complain about. I think right. she just wanted us to know her. Oh, well. Pretty yeah. much. Some clout. And, Shout girl, I still don't know your name, so how about that? Shout out to Brady. Shout out to, <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to her. Uh, I don't know her name. But, anyway, let's get to the weekend. Uh, the halftime show. Caprice didn't give a shit about it. You didn't like it? It's not that I didn't like I mean, I don't hold him to the same regard as the people do. Like, people just, like – I like, like, I really like the Kobe's going to kill like, you. I will way. play, like, I play the old weekend. Like, I think he's really good. Like, I will say that I love, like, a lot of his songs. I do too. But, like, as far as, like, performance, there's only, like, few people that I actually want to see perform. You get what I'm saying? Like, of course, I'll cut the weekend on any day. Do I want to see But you don't want to see him perform? Uh, not really. How many, of, how many of those artists will we be honest with ourselves and be like, I like this person? I don't want to see you perform, fam. I mean, I feel like that's a lot of people. Not everybody has that same presence, and I don't feel like he's just not that – he don't do nothing special to me. He's not Michael. He's not Beyonce. He's not – like a lot of these performers right. who they're good on the track in the studio, and then they get out there and go crazy. It wasn't like – I mean, maybe there's certain people who are really into that, like 
into like the artistry of it and everything maybe they saw something different like with the way everything was being like the visuals of it maybe who's the but best performer you ever seen before we continue with this is it not michael no you ever you saw michael perform I on tv no, i'm talking like, about you i had to say wait J-Lo. like live like me Who in person j-lo that you've seen perform I've never seen her perform, but I've seen her like. Who have you seen okay, like seen live? Perform? Who is like the best oh, that live? you've seen live? Mm. <sighs> that's dude. That's hard. That's I would a, say. Yeah, that's that. I mean, I've seen Nas. Um, I, I wouldn't even. I would have never guessed that. Like, I don't. I wouldn't even know how the fuck I would end up at a Nas show. Really? And no disrespect to Nas, I continue to say that all the time. Like Nas, without Nas, I don't get my favorite rapper, which is Cole. Right. So I'm not gonna shit on Nas by no means. I don't think his beat picking is excellent. I don't think it's as bad as people make it out to be. But in terms of those Jay-Z, M, Big, uh, Pac, Nas, one got to go, for me it's always Nas. So I I just don't see myself going to a Nas show, and I respect Nas. I play Nas still. But I don't think. I would see myself necessarily at one of those shows, so I, I think that's dope that you said that name, like yeah. to hear that Nas name. So that was that's a that's a good one. Nas is uh, J Cole is my favorite rapper, so shout out. That's how I, I actually learned Nas from a family member. So uh, yeah, I did go to one of his concerts. I've uh, I've also been to um, an Ariana Grande. She's a good performer to me. Uh, she's probably nuts. You think she what? No, I'm I'm guessing she's probably nuts. Okay, like I, got I, I hear her music and I would only assume that her performance is at that level, if not better. I think so. That's crazy. I mean, well, I know so. Seeing her perform, I think she's a great performer. That's nuts. Um who who else have I seen? You said you got one? Uh yeah. Kendrick and Future was a great Future's I'll give nuts. you that. Future is Future's, Future's nice. Future yeah, <laughs> yeah, Future's up there. I think Future's kinda up there. The energy level's always up there. Um I'm going to say two names, um, and I'm going to say – I think I'm che- – I feel like I'm cheating every time. Like It's like when you ask somebody their favorite basketball player and they tell you LeBron, and it's like, right. bro, of course it is. <laughs> That's everybody's like – so either you hate them or you love them. So I feel like it's unfair, but Beyonce is absolutely like probably up there for me, of if course. not number one. Of course. And uh, Justin Timberlake, man. Well, I watched – I went to the 2020 experience and watched Justin Timberlake perform for two hours straight with no special guests, with one 15-minute intermission. Mm. And looked at the person that I was with and was like, this nigga's outrageous. Very stage was floating story. and shit. I was like, fam, this is some... This oh, is Travis Scott. When you said stage floating? Travis Scott. Travis, Travis Scott, Scott or Scott. Future? Nope. Not, now I got a versus. Travis Scott or Future? Who Whose show are you going to? Future. You That's like one. Future, future without future. a question. I'm going to go to Future. Future, 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 Future. Do you future. know me? I didn't say... I'm offended I that you even asked that. me to compare between <laughs> the two. I would never pick Travis over Future. Are you kidding? That's I just want to have fun with it. Yeah. You you just picked the Scorpio, so that's fine. Got the whole hood. I don't know why voice. the hell that I know. I, of course, I know Drake's Scorpio because he continues to say it. But he's a good performer too. I don't know. Yeah, and I tell people that you don't all know the time, what. Like what? About finish your point. You don't know. Are you talking about Drake? No. Did you, you say Drake is a good performer? What you were saying before that? Oh, I was talking about Future. Okay, because I was about to say, yes, I seen Drake, but it was in a, a club setting. So for me to feel like he was a great performer in that setting, I can only imagine what the shows is like. But in terms of Future, I was just saying that I don't understand why the hell that I know that he's a Scorpio. I think the timeline, like, taught me that. Like, they were like, oh, he's toxic, he's toxic. And I think one person tweeted it and was like, he's a Scorpio. It makes sense. And well, I, I've sure never is, forgot he's it. He's a great artist and he's a really good performer. So it's not even close. You're taking Future too. 
I'm gonna take if you future got enough too. to go to it. I'm definitely taking future. Yeah, I'm probably gonna pick more. a lot give of other people versus Travis. I like Travis more. a lot, but I'm not like I don't really listen to Travis. I don't music. listen to him like that. Like I'm not gonna personally click on him. So you gotta give me another one. If I'm gonna say a new age, like see, I don't. Mm. Mm. Damn. Uh, Jay Z's up there. Jay Z's up there. Performing, performance, performance wise. Performance yeah, wise, Jay is up there. Um, I was gonna say in terms of new age, like I don't know how much music. I don't know if I would know every single song, but I would go to a Uzi show. Not me. You wouldn't go to a Uzi show. I, you know what's funny? I love. Remember how we were talking about people that uh, Caprice just said it. <laughs> people that you love, but you don't know if you want to see them. I would want to see this person if they're up to it. But if they're not up to it, I would much rather not go see you because I don't want to ruin my image of you. And that person is yeah. Young Thug. Because if Thug is on his game, the show is going to be amazing. If Thug don't want to be there, Thug is going to stand there. He was good when I seen him, but that fool was mad late. And then when I say then, sorry, y'all, they won't let me stay. Shut your ass up. You would have had the whole slot time if you wasn't late. Don't try to Let's put that on them. Let's speak of professionalism. Yeah, like people <laughs> are trying to go home. Like these people want to go home. And tonight. as a Thugger fan, I didn't. I, 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 I guess I was irritated that he was late. But once it's always like that fan thing. Once he hits the stage, I was like, bro, I don't give a shit, bro. That's the true like, fan. It's about to be hit after hit after hit. That security was on stage and he was still rapping, and I was like, bro, I'm with the shit. I'm with it. Uh, YG is another person. I've seen YG twice, and I've Definitely. been on this. Um, I've been on this uh, podcast. I've been on this podcast saying that as well. Uh, I heard Little Baby. I think I don't think I seen him before. I, I was at a, a festival and I heard him, but um, I've seen YG twice. Granted, the first time was at a high school. I was at Westchester, and it wasn't the best performance. Of course, you're performing for a cafeteria full of high schoolers, so I guess it's a little different. Mm. And then I seen him at the 2014 Forest Hills Drive and uh, at the Staples Center. Unbelievable. I'm going like, to say one person. I'm going to say RJ. I will, if RJ. I go to an RJ show, don't even talk to me. I've Everybody been move. to <laughs> so many RJ shows. That Actually, RJ was the first concert I've ever been to. Shout out. It was back in 2017. It was in San Diego. And I loved it. I, after that, I was like, I want to go to another concert and another be, one. Yeah, his be, energy is so just so amazing. He make you just want to dance with him. Yeah. Like, his energy is, is great. He's. For what it's worth, we talked about our favorite verses on this um, on this platform before. I like when verses first started and people were doing their own verses. Joe Moses and RJ's was dope. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to be up at 9, 10, 11, whatever time it was on a Saturday night and was like, this shit is going, bro. Like, I don't even care if this wasn't publicized. Like, this live is crazy. But, um... The halftime performance, I thought he, The weekend did, did, did his thing. Uh, the thing that was funny, I think I said it on a um, radio show, that Caprice was watching the Super Bowl with me, but she wasn't. I realized, like, two drives in, Caprice was there. She was watching <laughs> her own show. And uh-huh. I was like, what the fuck? Why are you even? All right. <laughs> so I could do both. I guess. So I was like, whatever, do what you want. I don't care. So... I'm over here watching the game, and when the halftime performance came on, one of the things that she said was, he's not Michael. The first thing that I kind of turned and looked to her and said, I was like, well, he would, of course, in terms of music, hits, all these different things, numbers, nobody's Michael. But 
voice, I'm sure that he would say probably he's one of the closest. But as far as performer, I was like, I don't even think the weekend would fix his lips to tell you he's he, he performs like Michael. Michael. He's not a dancer. He's not. Mm. He's gonna put money into his show. Right. Like people not. do. That's why it irritates Whoa, did me. Did y'all hear what I watched? Um, I mean, I don't mean to cut anybody off, but when you oh, said yeah. money, the the suit, the jacket, the suit jacket, they said he put that was the most money. They're all the ruby reds mm-hmm. that was embroidered into the jacket. I guess it cost over. The more than a, how much he put into the show, the jacket, the suit See, jacket. I told you he think he Michael. You how? doing all he that? You're not even dancing up there. You just moving around into that jacket. So he's what? Like I look fly as fuck doing it. No, no even, first mm. of all, the jacket didn't even. It was. He was definitely giving it was off. Okay. He definitely looked like he was trying to give <laughs> off some Michael. Some Michael Steve. Does he? Does he give off Michael vibes? Yes, but I'm just saying, like, I think he wouldn't. I think I don't think he would try to tell you that he's. Oh no! I know that I'm my beef is with the people like who say that he is this generation. His Michael because music he's doesn't. Not. I don't think that he should How do you perform his that? music. Huh? Like I don't think that he his music doesn't give me like a performance vibe. It yeah, like, like Michael was chill. a different level. Like okay, so let me ask this question: As far as the weekend, because I I, hmm, I I might disagree. <laughs> Only reason why is because of course at the at the halftime performance was a lot more pop. Mm-hmm. But I feel like for us, if we go to a weekend show and he performed Trilogy sitting on a stool with the spotlight and one mic stand, we Th- would love it. Yeah. but So is did? that performing? Like, that's considered performing. Yeah. Like, so I think we just don't want to hear the pop. We don't want to hear the Starboy shit. <laughs> I think true. that's what it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't I already. Yeah, I don't like But maybe stuff. he felt like. But if he performed what I just told you. Would you enjoy the, that show? The if he did Trilogy, but sat on a stool with one spotlight and one mic stand and did not move, I think you would enjoy that show. Well, yeah, but I said that you earlier that cry. I like his earlier stuff better. <laughs> like, I put on his old stuff. I don't like none of his new stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would enjoy, like, going to see him, like, sing. I don't really think that's so much per- – I mean, yeah, I guess you could say he's performing, but like he's just singing live. But he's not—he's not putting on like a whole like performance. But he's singing live, like a live live concert. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like that's a little bit different. Like just a live concert versus like a straight up performance. Even though you can technically say this a is person is having a concert and they're performing, <laughs> it gets a little tricky. But yeah, I would like to see him like just sit up there and sing. Has anybody seen Bruno Mars perform? He's a good performer, and I don't even like him like that. But he puts on a show. He be really? do all that other shit. I had an opportunity, and I don't think I, I don't think I went. But um, I think he was at a G. Um, what was that song that was so popular? It was the weirdest. Um, shit I love I you like, just the way you are. You're beautiful just the way you are. Yeah. Oh, see, that was so. P- look, come on, y'all know y'all was awesome. But his it. performance with Cardi B, I seen it on TV. I did not see it live, but I seen it on TV. It was great. I think he's good. I think Bruno's good. I think good. he's good. He has that, that pizzazz, like that perform, like that is like a performer to me. Him, Chris Brown. Oh, what? Chris? Definitely. I've never seen Chris. Take perform. my money, Chris. Take it all. Take all. <laughs> <my money. It's laughs> ridiculous. Take it. It's I just didn't want to hype him up more than he what he needed to be, but definitely Chris. He, that's another. He's leading in the direction of Michael Jackson. That if that's. You know, I would honestly peep. Thank you. I would put him more than The Weeknd yeah. because you have to put everything into it, not just the singing aspect. The Weeknd is a everything. great singer, not performer. He don't dance. He don't do none of the theatrics. Chris is coming with the voice and the theatrics, and he can rap. Fuck out of town. Right. He got all a little Fuck bit of everything. Of he got a little bit of everything. So if we are going to compare and say that anything is closest to Michael Jackson, I would either say Chris Brown or Beyonce. Believe it, Chris. You're believe it, Chris. Believe it. <laughs> Um, I have, me out. I guess now we can get into music. 
I'm gonna make a phone call in a couple of minutes. But did you guys hear the? Uh, Ju- I didn't watch the movie, mm-hmm. but Judas and Black Messiah. Did you guys hear the soundtrack? Nope. No. Did you? No. Damn. <laughs> I heard it was good. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. I guess this it's is the part where I kind of play right? something. It's rapidly rap rap. It's rapidly rap. Rapidly rap. Um, I don't think it's too rapidly rap. It's actually a good blend of music. Uh, I believe Hit Boy did this entire uh project, but let me see if I can go play something from it. I believe that this is the best song from the project. Um, and that's saying something, but. This is what I'm going to go with. Shout out to Polo G. Dirk is on it. Herbo is on it. Her is on it. Uh, Great artist. Great artist. Rakim is on it. Um, Let's just let Polo talk for a little bit. No more revolution, it's just fuck the option, more the peace. Died in the hood, he never left us so much more to see. Heard the news about him, really hurt me to my core. But we the other side and 1200 while we explore the street. Jealous of my melanin, what makes you homie more than me? They threaten us, oppressing us, we supposed to play that chord to me. Think about that shit like what if George is me? Just fucked up his family, took your back and watch him torture me. Like why you ain't going home if you just record me? So pressure that I'm shooting final seconds. I, I could let this whole thing rock. Hey. Oh, yeah, this go hard. Which one is this on there? This is uh, Last Man Standing by Polo G. So, okay. of course, most people were talking about, obviously, they were talking about, um, I'm going to put this in the background, actually. Shout out to Genesis. Shout out to my fellow Scorpio. Shout out to Genesis. Uh, shout out to DJ. We just talked so much about just hearing Nip's voice on records. Uh posthumously and uh it felt good to be able to hear nip again and again i've been sitting and not not even to sound like that i know people that have been sitting on unreleased nip music for quite some time and Knowing that they that they got something in the works, I just can't wait. I just can't wait to see what what uh, comes of it. Uh, Jay Z, as always, may have had the best verse on the project. I'm gonna make a phone call right now, and I'm gonna see if I can get clearance to actually play something. I got clearance to play it on uh, Instagram Live, and I don't even think I did it on there. So I'm gonna see if I can make a phone call right now and see if I can get this. Uh, See if I can get a blessing to play something, even if it's a snippet. Let's see if this works. This is actually, ah, this is live on air. Let's see. See how this goes. I hope this ain't it. (laughs) Hold on, wait a minute. Hello? I am looking for <laughs> <laughs> I just realized that I I'm pretty sure I called the wrong number. Oh, okay. Oh. That wasn't what I wanted to say. Hey, that's my grandma? It sounded like <laughs> it, but I want to say this. I want the co- <laughs> I was about to say the person's name, but if the person gave me clearance, I don't want it to be able to right. be tracked back. So I was like, is this 
let me not do it. So I'm going to work behind the scenes and see if I can get this person to call in really quick. But um, just hearing Nip and hearing Jay with it, uh, knowing that they're supposedly supposedly uh, this year, I think, supposed to drop more Nip music, a Nip project. Um, did you hear that song by any chance? No. Did you hear that song? Him and Jay's song? Him and what Jay. it feels like? Mm-hmm. The song that I was just playing. So uh, I guess my question for you ladies is, what do you expect from a I know Caprice, you're a big Nip fan. What do you big expect Nip. from you two? Yeah, big Perfect. Nip. So what do you guys expect from a, a mm. posthumous Nip album? Mm, nothing less than great. I mean, mm. <laughs> nothing less than greatness. Uh, knowing Nip, how he came, and then how the people that did surround themselves around him, I know that they're not going to accept nothing less than greatness. So I, I'm expecting to hear a great album that I could, you know, proceed with. Because right now I'm still ho- hanging on to Victory Lap. I mean, mm. so I'm I'm t- I'm great to hear that. That's that sounds amazing. I mean, I feel like the thing with me is I'm not worried about this album only mm. because I know that the people that are closest to him are going to be the ones that put it together. So I don't feel like I have to wonder, like, oh, how would Nip feel about this record being here? Mm-hmm. How would Nip feel about this record being unfinished or whatever the case may be? Um, I just wonder how much kind of is going into it because I know they're working uh, around the clock for sure when it comes to that. Um, Caprice, did you have opinions on Nip music? I know it's going to be music? great. I can't wait. I got clear, and that's why it's, so, it's weird. Because he told me I could play snippets on um, Instagram Live. Mm-hmm. And I think I only posted like a couple of driving videos. That was it. I mean. So I'm just sitting here now like, can I do <coughs> it on the podcast where it'll stay at? But um, I don't know if it's going to be a song that they're going to use. I have no idea. Um, So we're going to hope that he actually calls and uh, chimes in with something. But <laughs> did you guys see the interaction between DJ Sour Milk and DJ Head? No. No. Okay. So there's a back and forth between DJ Sour Milk and DJ Head, both L.A. Um, both L.A. Uh, just radio personalities, radio DJs. And <laughs> DJ Head said, I think it was 9 o'clock or something like that. He was like, we got the new uh, Jay-Z and Nip, uh, what it feels like record, uh, off the soundtrack, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. DJ Sour Milk quoted the tweet and was like, uh, does somebody want to tell him or do I got to tell him? Like, we've been playing it for the last three hours, whatever, whatever. And he, um, <laughs> DJ Hair responded with, Blackberry made the first iPhone, I or Apple made the best one. Th- it, similar to the Drake bar, it ain't about who did it first, it's about who right. did it right. right. So, why do why do me playing the record, why does it even concern you? So why does it hurt you? <laughs> why would why do we need to, he- need to hear that comment, though? <laughs> and DJ Sour Milk said, uh... To go back and and ask for DJ Head to go back and ask if he can um or ask his boss if he could play the record, whatever, whatever. They do what they want over there. And DJ Head, in my opinion, had probably the clap back of the year when he responded with credits from the record. Right. And DJ Head is listed as an executive producer. He says, mm-hmm. So I think you should ask your boss if you could keep spinning my record. <laughs> Whoa. You tried to clap back like about well, we've been playing it for some hours now. <laughs> <laughs> and I was playing it before you, buddy. <laughs> I was playing it when I was uh, uh, getting it mastered. <laughs> oh, D- DJ Sour Milk said, excuse me, DJ Sour Milk said, uh, sh- congratulations on hearing the record with the rest of the world. And that's when DJ Head right. was like. That was a great clap back. 
actually, this is my record. But all right, that's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, I just thought that was great. <laughs> I thought that interaction was amazing. If you're from L.A., you probably just laughed your head off. Um, shout out to Jay-Z. Uh, round of applause for Jay-Z, who was nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Um, certain things, it's so weird to say, but certain things are, I expected it. Mm. So I guess it was just kind of a matter of time. But to see a rapper of his magnitude be here for the recognition is a great thing. So that's something that I will take away from it. Um, did you see the the Marathon Visual album? I didn't. I was watching it on the way here, though. I didn't get to finish it. Caprice, did you watch it? No, I didn't watch it. This is like the third time I ch- gave you a chance. I'm, o- I'm off you. <laughs> okay, be off. I'm off you. Because this is supposed to be a topic. Wait, hold on. You said Jay-Z was nominated for the Rock and Roll, but I also seen Mary J on there, too. Shout out. I yeah, didn't see Mary J. Yeah, don't forget about Shout my out. girl Mary J. Nah, I would never. <laughs> do. Matter of fact, we're going to end the pod with Mary J. How about we do that? Is this still on? This is still on. But um, we're going to end the pod with Mary, with Mary J. But... um. I don't, I don't know why I didn't see that. Yeah, I seen that. She stood out to me definitely. I love some Mary J. I love Jay Z too. Don't get me wrong. Uh, nah, this ain't his I time right now. I want to recognize that she was on there too. And I guess just kind of keeping suit with uh, music, um, they announced, and this shouldn't even go along with each other, but they announced the findings from the uh, tragic helicopter crash from last year that claimed. The lives of Kobe Bryant, Gianna Bryant, the Altabelli—just just nine lives. Mm. And the reason why I said we'll keep this—they just announced that maybe a couple of weeks ago. The mm. the findings. Originally, I wanted to come in here and speak about it by it being nearly a year later and nothing new really coming from the findings. Mm-hmm. Was it a wound that needed to be reopened? So at the end of the video, there's nothing. There's nothing that we can understand our grass are you talking about from the marathon yeah oh no no no. i'm talking about the the helicopter crash for kobe i was off at a marathon only because she didn't see it never mind then when you watch it i think you're gonna come away with a lot because i think for all of us let's go back to the marathon thing for a second as far as the visual album we already know nip's story right so it's not like we're gonna see it and it might be some parts that Mm -hmm. you kind of like maybe certain parts in the city and places in the city that they name by name, and you'd be like, oh, okay, well, that's dope. I didn't know that they would frequent that place. Okay. But outside of that, this, the story is the story. I think it is for people who um, are new to it. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it was selfish, and I wrote a column about it. It was very selfish, but I had to admit to myself that um, I was selfish in mourning over Nip. Right. Like anybody that wasn't from the land that was morning lit morning nip, I lo- I viewed a certain way. Right. And I had to understand like he wasn't mine. Right. Like he he belonged to everybody. So that's something just from the for being from the city, I don't know if everybody can admit it, but, but I no, can I can definitely admit that. Um I had a couple friends call me c- that I put on to Nipsey Hustle music and they was just like, Oh my god, crying I was just like I was feeling some type of way, like right. you don't even know the pain how I'm feeling. You you live way in, you know, down south and I put you onto the music. But I mean, now that you say that, that gave that gives me some like a point of view that I didn't understand before. So that is selfish of me to be like, you can't even mourn over his death. You don't you know yeah. it is, yeah. I mean, what I had to learn was that like I, I will admit, like, uh right after he he um passed, I'll be honest now, when I, I went up there uh I think the month after um, he passed away. And when I finally got to the land, every morning I went 
and I smoked in the parking lot. Mm. And um, I forgot which day it was, but some people walked up, some tourists, and they literally turned, took a selfie in front of the store, posted it, and was like, all right, where do you guys want to go eat? And when I looked at them, I was like, I'm sick to my stomach. Yeah. Like, I can't eat right now. Like, and this shit is a photo op. It took me like a week. I mean, I, I called my dad soon thereafter, and I asked my dad what it like. And with all seriousness, I was like, "How long did it take you to get over pot?" And my dad was like, "I don't think I ever did." Damn, I think it's just uh, like you said. It's okay for um, obviously it's like every everybody has the right to mourn him, but I just personally never been the type to be a bandwagon when somebody passes away. Like, like for instance, like Pop Smoke when mm-hmm. he passed away. I didn't like run this music like Mac Miller. I didn't run his music. I'm either like a fan and long live pop, long live Mac, or I'm just not that much of a fan, or or I'll, I'll click on it when I want to click on it or whenever I want to give it a try. But it's not like oh I see that something happened and like now I'm on the bandwagon. Right. It just seemed like so many people like I didn't hear like nobody I knew outside of L. A. ever said anything about Nipsey like ever like for me like maybe other people experienced it but like. Time I mean, lines, I know New media, York. Like I know people from New York that did that fucked with Nip heavy, but uh, I'm sure that he had love everywhere. But I, 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 I'm, I'm he did, but but it's right. I didn't see it until after he passed away. Like it, it wasn't as heavy. Like you see Nip bars all over the timeline now, all over mm-hmm. social media. You see his picture mm-hmm. before you didn't see that. Like now they say like how great he was and what he was doing. Like we been like on that page. Like it's just weird. Like it's just. So true that people really don't like get their flowers like until they're gone. Cause right. it's like we were already like witnessing what he was doing. He was already a revolutionary for us. Yeah. And like y'all just now hopping on the bandwagon. Like all of a sudden the marathon shit is sold out. I'm trying to go fucking get a, a crew neck and niggas from Arkansas got the shit sold out. My nigga. I'm from the land. Like I want I it. Like I work and I clock out and this shit is sold out. And never been sold out ever. Ever has never ever. been sold out. I, I'm I was I'm mad. a firm believer that I told people I tell people all the time, like the one time that I've ever spoke anything, I'm never gonna say ill will, but the one time that I ever really like didn't rock or what it was doing, it was Crenshaw. When he dropped Crenshaw and I seen the price point, I was like That's I crazy. Agree. I, I was I, like everybody hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish my story okay. because okay. I first of all when he first did it, my original point was like, the price point is crazy. Like everybody ain't got that, nigga. Like da da da. I was going off, and then it took me growing up to realize number one, only reason why I was mad is because I didn't have it. That's first of all. Second of all, Nip provided multiple avenues for people to get the music if you did not have the hundred dollars. If you had the hundred dollars and you wanted to participate and you wanted to and you were proud to pay, then you would do so. I was unaware unaware of the T-shirt, of the chance at tickets behind buying the Crenshaw mixtape, the physical. So in hindsight, it took me realizing, number one, if you just would have chilled out, he had multiple avenues for you to get the music. That's number one. Mm-hmm. And then number two, only reason why you were mad because you didn't have it. If I had the $100, mm-hmm. absolutely I would have paid the 100 for Nip shit. I didn't have it. So... I think when, and and I always tell this story, the times that I've seen Nip, I remember one time me and my dad told him, like, as much as we love seeing him, like, 
we care about them. Mm-hmm. Like we don't, you know what I mean? Right. Like we, you don't have to really be here. And Nip's response is the reason why I never brought it up to him again. Not in a disrespectful way. Nip kind of shrugged us off and was like, where am I go? Right. Looked at my dad and was like, bro, real nigga, he going to continue to do what he do. We laugh. We keep it. We, we keep it pushing. And the last time that I did see him just honking the horn, I remember I was on the phone. And if you guys have listened to this podcast, it's like the sixth time I've told it, but it continues to come up. Um, I was on the phone with somebody and I was honking the horn and I was like, neighborhood Nip. And he threw his hand up, and I was kept driving. And somebody was like, was that, like, nip, nip? Mm-hmm. And I was like, see Hustle? Yeah. Anyway, and I went back to my point, and they were like, bro, like, no, why you didn't pull over? Why you didn't do some shit? Mm-hmm. Nigga, I see nip weekly. What are you talking about? But Why are you freaking out? No, I feel like it's a respect thing. I, I watched one video with Nip on YouTube between him and Lauren, mm. and he had some fans coming up, like, all up in the car, you know. just I feel like as just anybody, you mm. know, famous, anybody, nobody wants you all up in their face like that. You know, you don't know what That's somebody true. going through in that day mm. or what they, you know, what where their mind is at. Even though, you know, you love that particular person, but they still one of us at the end of the day. So it's just, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much better I could say it. I mean, sometimes everybody, one of us like our space. And if mm-hmm. I had somebody, if I had a stranger come in my bubble, you know, it's like, wait, hold on, what you doing? And the thing with Nip, too, is like Nip was al- already approachable. So it was one of those things to where, like, there have been plenty of times where, You'll be in the parking lot and you'll be in Master Burger and you'll be in there grabbing some food and Nip will walk in behind you and you'll be like, bro, what the fuck? Like, what is you on right now? And he reaching out for the handshake first. Like, I mean, he always led with love. So, I mean, again, we're going <coughs> to continue to say it long live, long live, long live King Nip as always. Um, we mentioned Jay-Z. Oh, still keeping on music. Uh, they just announced the maybe a couple of weeks ago, they announced the findings from the helicopter crash that claimed the lives of mm-hmm. uh, nine people, including Kobe Bryant. And the, the, like I said, my original point of this was to bring it up and discuss. Wait a minute. The phone call. That's the phone call. The phone call. Let's see. I really hope this is the phone call. Why the hell is my phone not answering? Hold on. Give me a second. Hello? Hello, anonymous music maker. Um, we're live on a podcast, sir. So I didn't want to go too, too crazy. But the reason why I wanted you to be anonymous is because I don't know what's going on in your background. <laughs> but I don't know exactly. Now, you solid. I don't know exactly how this conversation is going to end. But you've given me the clearance to do a couple of things. So I wanted to ask you before I did this. But first of all. We started this conversation by talking about Judas and the Black Messiah, the soundtrack, and of course, what it feels like came up. When that, did you hear that? First of all, did you hear that record before it, uh, before it went out to the public? Yeah, I got a peep on it. When it came across your desk, what was your initial reaction? Honestly, I felt like it was just thrown together. I felt like it was something that they said uh, they probably didn't finish fully. I just felt like, yeah, it was just something thrown together. Honestly, I was expecting 
like a second verse or something. That was just my personal opinion, being a Nip fan. So, and I know a lot of uh, a lot of records were unfinished. So, I think they just had that open verse or that hook, and then you know, slap that joint together. But I mean, overall, I liked it. You know, uh, the message behind it. I got a question for you. Not even a well, I guess maybe it's a question. Um, one thing that I took away from that, you and me, we talked about it before, and we've talked about just unreleased nip music, and we talked about, I think you already know what my favorite record is, the one that we got in our phones, and Reckless is probably my favorite. And the first thing that I think I hit you and said was, he was going to put more on this. Like, it just, again, going back to being nip fans, it's only certain sounds I think that it's like or certain things that we just know about music and you're just like oh nip there's no way he was finished with that there's no way he was finished with that reckless was one of those records because he probably had so much music that was unfinished what are you expecting from this posthumous album wait uh, say the last part of your question I said because we talked about, like, for instance, Reckless in our phone. I think that's a record that you and me kind of both agreed that he probably was not done with yet. Um, because he probably has so much music that he wasn't done with, what do you expect this posthumous album to sound like with him not being here to put it together? Um, I think they're going to do their absolute best. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're going to do their absolute best. He got joints that's completely finished, you know what I'm saying, that we've heard. Um... I feel like, of course, it's not gonna have its that touch, like that 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 it factor. You know what I'm saying? Like with Victory Lab, he literally was in the session with 1500 or nothing, Mikey Keys, so on and so on, and he was there for each session. Look, I want this to sound like this. Take this out, put this in. Boom, ba, boom. You know what I'm saying? But I kind of feel like. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Rance is gonna uh, Rance from 1500 or nothing is gonna play a big part in the production and post production of the whole uh, project. So I'm with him working with Nip for all these for all these years. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he is gonna they go they go fill it out to the best of their ability. My guy, and I'm gonna actually let you get out of here, big dog. I got one question for you, man. Um, I was supposed to do that Instagram live with Louis G. Shout out to Louis G, the committee, Dreamville gang. Um, and we were supposed to, I think, do some records back and forth. And I told you about it. And you gave me uh, the okay to play uh, a couple of snippets from, Nip mu from Nip's music. Me and Louis G never got that going. Um, is it possible for us to get away with playing the snippet on the pod? Which, are we good with anything? Say less, my guy. I'm going to hit you afterwards. Bet on it. That's great news. That's great news. That's great news. I don't even know what to go play. Um, I'm, I'm a, I am going to let this rock for a little bit, though. Uh, what should I play? You've heard some of this with me. I don't know if I want to do 500 horses. If I want to, I'm gonna do New Chanel. I'm gonna let no, this go. New Chanel is crazy. Though. That title right, got whatever. me. The 500 horses. 500 horses. Right, that got me. Right, let me do that one. I'm gonna do that one. All right, let's see. Let's see what we got here. Let's let this go a little bit. Long live Nip. Rest in peace, King.
I gotta talk through it so y'all don't burn this shit. Hey. Long live. It's something about Nib's voice. We talked about it before. And my dick sucks sloppy. That's definitely his voice. <laughs> All right, I'm done. 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 I don't think I'm going to do no more. I don't think. Are you crying right now? Blessings to you. No, no, my allergies. Allergies are whooping. Bro, let's. It's the valley. Use your flow nays. It's the yes. Use your use your green one. Whatever it is, use your green one. Um, the blue tickets own. Pearl. Rest in peace, the king nip again. Uh, it, uh, just hearing again when certain things get sent to my phone, I'm sitting here and I'm like, bro, like, of course. Similar, that you'll hear it, I don't know if you heard it already, but on the visual album, you'll hear Black Sam saying that Nip will roll around playing unreleased music, and people ask, when is that coming out, when is that coming out, and mm-hmm. Nip's only response is soon. Mm-hmm. And just the, the you see how quickly he was like, yeah, bro, you green. Right. I've been told that multiple times. Just the love that I have for Nip, and not only that, just his work. I'm not trying to just walk around being like, oh, this is a record that I have. This is a record that I have, especially if the conversation that we just had was, I'm not even sure if he finished this record. Right. 500 Horses might have been when it's actually finished. But um, that's just some of the stuff that we've been um, just hearing behind the scenes. And if anything sounds like what I just played. That right there. It sounds like some fire. Like it sounds like something I would just repeat over and over and over. For because sure. when I listen to music, it's it's the lyrics for me. Even though I already know how Nip is coming, it's the lyrics, it's the lyrical portion of it all for me. So it's it's depending on what they saying and what the song is really talking about in it. I'm sorry, these allergies are whooping her ass right <laughs> now. <laughs> <laughs> Your whole facial is that is that lightning? I just don't like it. It makes me nervous. Oh my God! Oh man! All right, let's talk music real quick. Uh, I guess we're we're damn near done with music. Uh, yeah, I think we're almost done with music. We're almost done with the pod. <laughs> All right. So, oh, when I brought up the helicopter crash, um, I brought up the reason, of, like I said, the belief that I felt that because it was a year later, no new news had actually came out. Did I believe and did I really want to have the family rehash that situation? All of the families kind of reopen that wound. And then I don't want to give this too much light because we talked about it with Tory Lanez in terms of his COVID bar and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And just people announcing bar or having bars and whether whether they can be deemed as insensitive or not. Come on, come on, and I'm talking about me. What would you say? Come on, so I can call this nigga corny as fuck. <laughs> and, I'm <talking> about <laughs> and I'm talking about the Meek snippet from him and Lil Baby's record where he said that, uh, I'm not even going to repeat it, but it, if you you guys can literally go to Google, I mean, go to Twitter and type in Meek Mill Kobe and it'll come up. But he had a he had a bar referencing that um, if, you know what I mean, if he, if somebody ever, ever tries him, um, he's going out with his chopper to be another Kobe situation, essentially. Yeah, that's, that's insensitive. I, I understand the bar, uh, well, the bar itself, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and when was this made? That's the thing. Nobody knows. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, we would hope even if it was made the day that it came out, people are saying it's too soon. So if it was made sometime during last year, they're going to say even worse. So I think for me, I'm a firm believer in, like I said, with the, with the Tory Lanez COVID uh, line, I feel like, yes, are there going to be some people that are like, ugh, maybe we didn't have to hear that. But I, I view it the same way as a comedian. If, if, if it's his job to rap and it's his job to, you know what I mean, get the point across, right. I understood the wordplay. The bar itself, whether you deem it a, a 6 out of 10, is on you. But I understood the wordplay. There are people that are going to be Kobe fans that are not going to like it. There are people that are going to be Kobe fans that are indifferent to it. I just feel like, well, number one, he's corny regardless. Number two, I felt like I don't I don't like the line. I mean, personally, I feel like it's too soon. But at the same time, like you said, plenty of artists have made and comedians have made very controversial verses about some – Dark stuff like yeah, childish dark. Gambino. Are we yeah, mad yeah. at him? Are we mad? Are Dave we Chappelle mad at him? said that he doesn't believe that Michael Jackson fucked them kids, but if he did, mm. you know what I mean. And childish Gambino. He never said a joke, but he was just like, you know what I mean. I childish mean, if Gambino he did, said, um, made the beat that murdered it. Casey Anthony, like, bro, what the fuck? That was a wild line. Tiger said, "Killing in the hood for no reason." Trayvon. Yeah, so if we can let that and go. I was like Tiger. And I, y'all know I fuck with Tiger Heavy. Used to if live we can next let that go, it's y'all. It's something we can let go, but. Y'all can. Y'all will be. it's a little soon. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a little so when soon. It, so who, when is when is it not too soon enough? Yeah. Like, when know. is it five years down the line? Is it two years down the line? Because like, I'm not going to lie. That Casey Anthony bar that? wasn't that far off. <laughs> the Trayvon bar. I mean, the Trayvon bar Casey Anthony, I'm not really too. I mean, for her herself, I'm not really too bothered by her. Well, her, no, the her. bar, the bar though, the bar is made the beat that murdered Casey Anthony. She murdered her baby. Right. So, yeah. So like, that's a not that's a fucked up bar. <laughs> like it's, it's a, a fucked up bar. That's it a is, fucked up bar. It is. It is a fucked up bar. That is true. But I mean, I get where y'all coming from. I mean, I hear what you're saying about the indifference. I don't know. I'm not saying that I liked it. Like I definitely heard the bar and was like, Fam, I don't think it was enough for like, it to be like, oh yeah, you know, like we yeah, can I mean, pass it by. I don't think it was a hot enough bar for me to just be like, for, okay, for us to be cool, talking about, yeah, like for us to just be like, it wasn't a. It, I'm not gonna lie, like that's why Caprice got mad at me. But I played Tory's bar about the about catching bodies like Corona and the virus. I was like, this shit is hard, fam. <laughs> right. I was like, it's hard. Like even if you want to be mad at him, can you acknowledge it's a hard bar? Right. I can't do this with the meek bar. Yeah, that's it's not something that's just like, bro, that shit is hard. Like, you can say what wait, you want. Wait, wait, like, I'm not going to go around Super repeating pause. the bar. Like, so you can said. agree that the Tory bar was hard, but I you're saying this bar is not, was what he said. You yes. can ag- I think musically, Tory Lane rapping, the bar that he put together, the rhyme scheme that he had to get to that bar catching bodies like Corona and the virus, that shit was more musically appealing. I think so, too. Than what, it, granted, we heard Tori's actual record. This was a snippet. So it's not mix and master. Like, who knows the way that we heard it? Who knows why we heard it? I'm a firm believer, similar to what Maul said. I don't think this is going to be on the record when it comes out just because Meek isn't trying to look for that type of attention. I'm putting it, I guess, personally, I'm putting it in the same boat. There's literally no difference. Because if Could you want be to yes. get technical, how many people died in that crash and how many people have died from coronavirus? You yeah. have people who have lost two parents and a sibling to it. So that's why I'm like, 
they're in the exact same boat to me personally. That's why I said in terms of insensitive, if you want to put them both in the same boat as that, I'm not against you. That's what I think we're both saying. I think what we both, what me and Taya are saying is, Tori had the harder bar. bar. Yeah. So musically, we could get to. I could pass over his bar. I could like, see why. I could see why you got to that part, that point when writing and was like, "Nah, that shit hard." Yeah, I'm keeping. But it. yeah, like it's <laughs> not I like see why it's me not like with me. Is, no. With the wordplay, see, I don't know. I, I understand okay, the wordplay, but the me beat is so. I didn't read. I didn't repeat me. Okay. I didn't. Can I didn't do it. Bar I feel for like bar. technically, if. If I didn't never knew Kobe or never heard of him, I could and had no emotional attachment to that bar, I could see how that bar is hard. Okay, let me tell you, like this is how I feel. Coronavirus is a pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. When sometimes when you joke about certain things or you bring up a hot topic, it can it can kinda like uh for example, Kevin Hart speaking of his dad being a crackhead. It, it allows other people, the story to be relatable. Like, not everybody is so tense about COVID. Like, not everybody, you know, a lot of people's family members has passed away. Yes, I understand that. Right, I understand. But what I'm saying is that Meek Mill's bar, it was, it's not enough for him to be putting out there like that. Like, he gonna, he's going to receive more negative feedback than positive. He shouldn't have done that before because he's already corny. He's going to receive but, more um, negative feedback than positive. I can see. I just feel like I can see where both artists could be like, okay, that's a hard I think bar. it is taken down. The actual, what's it called, is taken down, so you can actually read the lyrics right there. My phone is cracked. Don't laugh at me. Um, I, I I just think that Tori, like, that's what kind of was spoken about on the Joe Budden podcast. I did hear Rory say that, that he felt like he, it wasn't a good enough bar, similar to what Taya said, to where if I'm your homie in the studio and I'm listening to it, I'm like, oh, no, that shit got to stay. If I'm and if I'm Tory's homie and I'm in the studio and I hear that Corona line, bro, that shit See, is See, I guess staying. I just don't feel like I don't feel like it That was, one is staying. I feel like they're both in the same boat. That, bo- that coronavirus bar is not that so, hard to me either. It, so it's not. That's just me. That right but, there, I would have told, like, as a friend, I would have been like, no, bro, you you went too far. Like, only only because, not you went too far because of Kobe passing. Only known, because though. it's just not going to get no positive positive feedback you like, gotta check the temperature too bro it, people exactly. don't want to hear that like i hate to say it but can so we can we address it we we've okay. talked a lot of, about this podcast just in the past what month about things that meek has done do people just not want to hear from meek he cool he got dangerous I, that's on one song I <laughs> no i fuck with, no in terms of meek's music i fuck with meek's music heavily but i'm just saying like if this bar came from if Lil baby said it I don't think baby would, but if Lil Baby said it, for instance, like with the world be up in flames right now, or could it be because everybody is or is annoyed with just meat for whatever reason? No, I think if anybody said it, people would have been it like, would be have anybody said it, cause people would have just been like, whoa, really? It's not Kobe? even a cool little line. So it's just because cool Kobe is just so loved. Yeah. yeah, he was just so loved by everybody. So it was like, it's not like you can see how, yeah, there's a. There was a lot of Kobe haters out here. Like at the end of the day, people were mad at Kobe if. You know, he was beating their team, but nobody like really. Let me show you death. this. I've never been like a like a big Kobe fan. Like, ooh, Kobe. Like as a kid, actually, my dad went for the Lakers, and I went for the Celtics. So, exactly, I tell you right there. But I, as a person, like Kobe, as a person, I have love for him. For but sure. I, there's like that. I don't want to hear it. Like you know, that's not something I really want to hear. That's not something I would play in my car. It's. Hmm. That's not something I would put somebody else on too. 
because the line ain't hot. I mean, it ain't gonna get no. To me, it's not gonna get no positive feedback. So, yeah. true. Read the room. Yeah, but see, but everything y'all saying, I feel the exact same way about the coronavirus. About the Tory thing. Yeah. I'm not. I mean, I'm not it's gonna sit here and try to tell you that you're like wrong about your point. You could be absolutely right. I'm just telling you in terms of music. I could see how a person would not pass up on that opportunity to get that borrow. That was it. Uh, I do have more music uh, news. I have two things in terms of news. Um, about two different people, but it's probably not what you guys think. I have music or have yeah music news about DMX and Bow Wow. One is retiring and one is dropping new music. Which one you guys want to hear about first? DMX. Yeah, DMX. He's the one <laughs> dropping new music. That's the thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super to hear fucking that. geek though. <laughs> It, so <laughs> here's the here's okay here's the deal. Let me let me take this back to the Rock Kim conversation that we had about uh or the Black Judas and or the Judas and Black uh, Messiah soundtrack conversation because <laughs> and this is gonna sound crazy, but I have to just say it. Um, I played Last Man Standing. I played what it feels like. Mm. So I played two songs from the album or from the soundtrack, and. The bonus track is Rakim's. And no disrespect to Rakim, but I want to know why whoever put that project together did that to Rakim. Because just music sounds differently. So when you have an entire project that's, I get it's a bonus track, but when you have an entire project that sounds a certain way, it makes Rakim sound like he can't rap. And that's not the case. But I'm listening to this last song, and I'm like, fam, why did you do this to him? I don't want to think that with DMX. I mean, I mean, I can say a lot, but I feel like if he wants to put himself out there that way. Who, Rakim? Wait, oh, you're talking I thought you were talking about DMX. Okay, you okay. were. Okay, cool. Okay. I, 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 that's, Wait, why, no, that's why that's why I thought you was going to rock okay, him. I was about to say, no, no, I don't no, think no, rock no. him feels like, no, no, I don't no. think he gives a DMX. shit. DMX, I feel like if he wants to put himself, if he wants to give it a try, I mean, if he wants to put himself out there that way. I mean, I, I guess I could get behind uh, DMX featuring with certain rappers now, but I just wonder if they're going to more so fit his style or is he going to kind of hop into different pockets i do i i am a firm believer similar to the jump shot in basketball similar to riding a bike similar to just certain things i think dmx is going to be able to rap until the day that he dies so so i think the rapping is going to be there i just don't want x to come out in 2021 and sound like 2001 i get where you're coming from um i get where you're coming Hmm? I said, we going to see it then. Yeah, pretty much. I'm going to support either way. So even if it sounds bad, I'm going to be like, nah, get off X hit. <laughs> you already know. It's certain people that I'm just going to defend probably just like forever. And I think X is one of those people. So I'm fine with that. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with him putting himself out there. I want to hear what he's coming out with. Honestly, I'm not a, a big fan of new a lot of new artists anyway. Hmm. When it comes to music, it's a lot of old music that I listen yeah. to. So I'm definitely down to hear what he's coming out with. That new stuff like Migos, trash. You hate the Migos. They not that bad. They knew me. Let me ask you this question again because I feel like you're gonna, you're, she's gonna piece together these different podcasts, and there's gonna be a different answer every time. <laughs> do you hate the Migos, or do you hate Quavo? Whoa, I'm glad to. He- I want to hear this. As a collective, they're not good. Period. Why do you think that? 
I don't, I don't, they don't make good music to me. Not even to me. I'm not even gonna even say that. Even their old no. music? They don't make a bit. No, they don't make. They say. You didn't like Kosher, the album? Every track sounds the same. Chains, VVSs. Like, that's literally. Come on. They have no versatility. They sound the same. It honestly sounds like what I would have listened to when I was like 14. But honestly. Like, it sounds like they're aiming for like teenagers and like. I guess like younger people, I'm not like I'm not old, but I, yeah, definitely not. So as a collective, no. Separately, because you're saying we'll piece it together, it's gonna be different answers. No, it's always gonna be the same answers. I'm sure separately they possibly could sound good, but that that sound they got, the Migos, that is horrible. It does not sound good. <laughs> like because the made weird thing is, the weird thing is, I know for a fact because like because I I am kind of in charge of music and not like parties, but in charge of music whenever like me and my friends are kind of hanging out. Uh, I'm usually the one I shouldn't say in charge. I'm usually the one playing music, uh, and I play a lot of Offset. Like, so if I play a lot of Offset, and I'm playing without warning, which is his project with him and Twenty One Savage, she's going along with it. So that's why I keep looking at her, and I'm like, without warning, wait, Twenty One Savage and who? Yeah, in Offset. So if I play Ric Flair Drip, for instance, <coughs> you're all over it. But I notice if I play something with with Quavo on it, you're like, is this the Migos? And I'm like, no. It's okay, just so they good. So, so then the other ones know how to turn it off. As but he, but Quavo but he doesn't. doesn't. And as a collective, they do, they don't sound good because that I'm gonna little get to the bottom of that this little sound they got is it's not cool to me. You're not cool to me. You're not street to me. Yeah. Nah. That whole that whole Ooh, Royce soundbite is amazing. <laughs> you never heard that um <laughs> that Royce soundbite? No. I forgot. I think he might have been talking about a blogger, like somebody that was joking with him, and he was like, "You not street to me. You not <laughs> tough to me. You not cool." He said, "You not the definition of what street niggas listen to." I was and like, "Whoa, that's damn, damn Royce." <laughs> and that's perfect. You finished it for me. Yep. There we go. Yeah. What? You good? What happened? I really hope this ain't real. I really hope this is not real. What? If this is real, this is breaking news, and I think Deshaun Watson may have just been traded to the Chicago Bears. Oh. Whoa. If this is true, the Green Bay Packers have something to worry about. Mm. I don't know if this is true. I sincerely hope that this is a joke, and we shall wait. And my phone is going to go off if this is true. So we'll wait. Um, what else do we have? Oh, so we talked about DMX uh, briefly. Last thing, I guess, for uh, music. Bow Wow says that he's going to retire. Um, does <laughs> he, You're an asshole. Does anybody <laughs> care? I said on episode 2.5 of this podcast, no Bow Wow slander I'm will be tolerated. I'm not laughing. talking about you. Okay. Are you slandering him? No. Uh, okay, I just then. laugh because he put in his time. He's been in the game since he was like eight. Exactly. Like, he did his thing. Like, Bow Wow can – you, we can say whatever we want, like the jokes and stuff about things he's done, like later on in like the most recent years, maybe even recent decade. But at the end of the day, he put his time in. We was all little kids repping Bow Wow, wanted to go to our friends, going to little Bow Wow concerts. Bow Wow, you just don't know, you know? Yeah. So that was my first concert. I went to the Scream Tour. <laughs> exactly. A lot of like, that was a lot of kids, like, <laughs> first. Experience. I went to the Scream Tour and didn't give a fuck about B2K. I couldn't wait for Bow Wow to come out. 
I was sitting over there with screaming women, and I'm sitting here like, bro, if y'all don't take fucking Rasby and Little Fizz off the stage, <laughs> like, if you don't get these, get Sammy the fuck out of here. Like, I don't care about. I these never did get to see B2K, and I wanted to so bad. I when, when, meanwhile, I didn't care. When Omarion and Bow Wow did that album together, I liked it. I was so happy at the time. Face off, ain't it? Him. Yeah. That album was not that. Well, I, as a child, it was good. Now, looking back, it's like those two songs in there that I would still listen to. Like, Girlfriend, I still listen to that. Yeah, Girlfriend. Yeah, that's like literally like probably the only that's one on the top. Best song from the album? Yeah, that yeah, was a good top. I was actually still like that song. Favorite Bow Wow song, go. Let me hold you. Yeah, Ooh, I like it. That's a good arms, one. My shoulders, um, <laughs> that's a good one. Hold on. No, I did mine. Little Bow Wow, you just don't know. Okay. I'm going to stick to that one. I'm going to go Fresh As I'm Is. Okay. Okay. That, oh, that okay. for me, that was the first time that Bow Wow was like the adult Bow Wow for me. And I think he was 16, but watching the video, hearing the, hearing the record, I was like, okay. Like, this isn't like child act. This isn't like Mike anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, this nigga's an adult. And what I will say is for me to be as big of a Bow Wow fan as I was growing up, I've seen Bow Wow in a couple of places. Uh, I've, seen, I've seen Bow Wow backstage at a Laker game. Um, and I say backstage because it's like a preseason game, so it's like they have like a little bar in the back. Mm-hmm. So he was back there with his date, and every time I think I even see Bow, it's just a lock of the eyes, and it's a nod. And I keep going about my business. But if I ever sat down and told him, I was, I think Bow Wow made everybody want to rap at fucking Definitely. seven years old. Like, So I think it's corny mm-hmm. that everybody's making fun of him now. Um, he did say he wanted to, uh, I guess – capture his dream and catch his dream and cash in on it of being a WWE wrestler. What do you mean? Bow out it. <laughs> what is he also <laughs> saying like his last album he wants to name it name every song a girl that he ma- I hope that was trolling. I hope that was trolling too cuz I thought that was kind of reason. That I don't want to talk about that cuz I'm trying to give him flowers and that's going to make me shit on him. Okay. Um E. Is that's I really hope he does not do that. Um <laughs> what was the positive point I was just trying to bring up? You Damn. said, um... Jeez. Caprice brought <laughs> up... The, yeah, Caprice that. brought up the, the, the track list, and I'm like, please don't. Oh, the re- a wrestler. Okay. So if go. he is a wrestler, I didn't... Okay, first of all, of course Bow Wow does shit that everybody just laughs at. However, Snoop, jo- Snoop Dogg just did a frog splash from the top rope about a month ago. And he nobody gave a shit. Like, nobody said anything because it's Uncle Snoop. <laughs> so if Bow Wow gets in there and starts fucking Irish whipping niggas across the ring, I don't want nobody to say a fucking word because y'all let Uncle Snoop do it. Okay. I might not say a word. I might laugh. <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to laugh, period. I'm definitely going to laugh. But, I mean, <laughs> he got to show me in the ring. Like, I got to I don't know. I mean... I'm concerned. She said I'm definitely going to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> that's just, that's, that's going to happen, man. <laughs> I'm just not not gonna lie. Right. Um, shout out to Bow Wow, man. I'm gonna shout continue to, to say him. it. No, no Bow Wow slander will be tolerated on this podcast. Uh, I'm actually almost ready to end it up. Uh, I'm gonna let you pick the 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 song that takes us out. What are we playing for Mary? Ooh. Yeah, you figure that know. out. You figure yeah, that out, and I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start jumping into something. Um, no, no. Hold on. Let me pick a good song. Take your time. Yeah. I think we got maybe like two or three more. Uh, oh, rest in peace to Larry Flint. Rest in peace to just uh, legend, uh, entrepreneur, um, the Mr. Hustler is what I'm going to call him. Uh, rest in peace to Larry Flint. Um, I don't think we – I don't think I had anything else to get to with that. 
within that um in that realm. But uh, I do want to kind of somewhat talk about movies, and I guess television, film, shows like that. Uh, we mentioned Dave Chappelle on this podcast before and what he's done <laughs> in terms of uh, his his show. Not being in his name, him not owning it, things of that nature. He requested everybody boycott it. He came out recently and said because we boycotted uh, Chappelle's show on everything, he now has the rights to his show, and they paid him a lot of money to do so. So he thanked us for it. I think the bigger conversation at hand is how powerful we as a people can be when we all stand behind something. Amen. Amen to that. <coughs> oh, I'm sorry. Amen to that. I, I was just going to let that breathe on purpose. <laughs> I was just going to let that breathe on purpose only because he literally, I just thought it was really kind of dope to see he asked us maybe a month ago, please stop watching it. Everybody stopped watching it, and now he's like, you guys can go back and watch it again because they, they, they righted those wrong. So I, I don't understand why we don't stand together as a people like and that more often. With a bunch of other stuff that we can get done with that. Yeah. yeah. They can get a lot. We would be very powerful. <laughs> we can put everybody out of business. Jordan, Gucci. Why am I, why I want to put Jordan out of, out of business? He black. I mean, just mm. – um. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll Jordan's not perfect by no we'll means, we'll but we're not gonna do that. Jordan has done. I just read something about Jordan earlier this week. Jordan has recently, for sure. Like, yeah, we can't take away from his positives. For yeah, sure. he's not perfect, and he didn't do it all the time. Um, it's uh just fine. Just fine. Oh, perfect. Um, but uh, in going with that, of course, his show was on Comedy Central. Another thing that was on uh, was it on Comedy Central? Was it on MTV? I have to triple Comedy check. Central. Oh, no, not Chappelle's show. I'm thinking about this other show. But I'm talking about Jackass because um, Bam Margera, did you guys see that, that video that was trending? Mm-mm. So this bothered me only because I'm a huge – I think it was MTV because I'm a huge Bam Margera fan. And it, it kind of just goes to show, like, when you watch people growing up. Mm-hmm. And um, rest in peace to Dustin Diamond. I don't know if we've said that on this podcast before. But rest in peace to Screech from Saved by the Bell. Um, but just kind of in speaking about it, you think about people that you watched growing up mm. and people that were a big part of your life and things that you would do whether you get home from school and you watch Viva <laughs> La Band, which is what I'm going to. <clears throat> and then you realize as you get older, it's like as you get older, they get older. Yeah. So band was trending. And, of course, your heart kind of skips a beat in that moment because it's like, oh, fuck, I haven't thought about BAM in years. Right. I go to to uh, see why he's trending, and Bam is emotional, and he said he's drunk, and he's basically just speaking about they're shooting Jackass for the movie, and he addressed that uh, I believe it was Johnny Knoxville and somebody else that uh, he said he's been clean for some time. He said Steve has been clean for some time. He said, but in the in the sense of to in order to do the movie. He was subjected to random drug tests. Mm. And he said not even it, – it became one of those things where it happened every day. But as he said, he began to be f- to feel like he was being treated differently. Right. So he's calling for us to boycott the Jackass for a movie only because he's saying that – I mean – I'm assuming more so, and this is somewhat kind of putting words in his mouth, it seems like he wants more compassion from his friends. And I'm not sure if he wants the compassion in the sense of them to trust that he's sober Mm -hmm. or 
if he's more hurt that they don't believe that he's sober or that they're going through the extra precautions to ensure that he's sober. I guess this wasn't for a real reason. It wasn't like a set reason why I want to bring this up. I wanted to open the, the, the dialogue because we've all had those family friends or whatever that we feel like we enable mm-hmm. at times. So we may have to give them tough love, whether that means not dealing with them at all, putting them on strict uh, restrictions, whatever the case may be. But in terms of this, what do you feel like kind of is the route to go? I don't think that they're doing anything wrong. I think it's all out of love pretty much because, you know, <clears throat> it comes to a point in life where those things that you used to do, it's not, it's not cool no more. And it could put a dent on you as a person. It can change your character in that time of you doing those particular drugs, depending on what, you know, what you're doing. So, um, I definitely, I don't think that he should be offended, or I don't want to say he's offended, but I don't think that he should take it in the wrong way of them doing those checkups on him because if I don't recall, I mean, can't they lose what they're doing? If Yeah, so, I mean, I would so. yeah, I, I definitely would if he do something that's not right, so. I don't disagree with that at all. I would assume that they're trying to protect the bag. I don't know if they Mm. would probably lose the movie, but I wonder if maybe the studios, and I'm just playing devil's advocate, throwing shit at the wall, see if it'll stick. I wonder if maybe they want Bam not to be a part of it, and maybe that's Johnny Knoxville and the other people's way of making sure that he is a part of it. Maybe that was maybe a part of their deal. We're not doing the movie without Bam, but we'll promise that he's sober. Right. I don't know if that kind of has to go into it, but just for me. But it's helping him, too, though. I see it helping him. True. I mean, but what if what if it hurts him? Like, and what I mean by that is, like, of course, like, it physically helps him, but, like, relapsing. Right. Like, so what if he literally has somebody who has been on something for so long that just cutting him cold turkey does something to him? So it, for him, like it's literally painful to him. I'm just asking that as well. Um, I don't, I don't agree with that because one, I've been in a situ- I've been in an area of people that have addic- been addicted to drugs, and no, it doesn't ha- necessarily happen cold turkey. It don't happen like that. I mm. mean, they window you down off those type of things, and if I don't know how much time he's had to, you know, get himself together, but I feel like. It's, it's sh- I can't speak for him. I can't say it should make him relapse because we are all different people. But I feel like he should take it positive and be like, okay, I'm trying to do something better. I'm trying to change. I'll, if he wants to do that. See, when you have people that are addicted to certain things, even food, some people are addicted to food. Yeah. It has to be something that you want to do. You can't push somebody to do something. So that's the only way he can relapse is if he doesn't want to do that and they're pushing him to do something that he doesn't want to do. Hmm. I think that's wind, to answer your question. I think it's wind. Um, I think I'm done. You got topics? You got more? Again, I want to do this weekly. So the only reason why my topic list was so heavy is because it's like two, three weeks worth of topics while we were getting this radio show stuff together. Um, yeah. <laughs> Typically, if we do this every week, I don't anticipate <laughs> too many more issues. Pray for Texas. Pray for yes. Texas. Pray for Texas. Uh, prayers to my family out there in Texas. Prayers to Jess. Um, anybody else that I know out there in Texas? I don't think. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think. Uh, prayers to Big Lovely Kitchen. Um, 
family ties. Um, prayers, man. Prayers, prayers, prayers. I'm not even sure what to say. I'm not even sure if you can send stuff to Texas because of the way that everything is right um, now. At, at our, I mean, a lady called in for her medications at our job, and we were able to send them out. So okay. And she's going to receive them. So, I mean. Okay, so maybe we're going to have to make sure it works then. We'll have to. I'll see if I can get some type of care package. I don't even know what would be in needed in the care package at this present moment, especially because communication is so spotty with people out in Texas and think and, and uh, all of Texas. Like I said, Houston, Dallas, everywhere. So um, once again, just prayers to uh, Dallas. And I said once before that I was going to end it with uh, Mary. So why not do that? Mary. I do want to say happy birthday to the beautiful Kelly Rowland. Happy birthday to the talented Kelly Rowland. Um, yeah, congratulations to Mary J. Blige once yeah. again. We're going to let Mary rock. This is episode 37 of the OD. You guys already know how we making it happen. Until next time, y'all.